Hey guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time. If my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG, grip it and wear it. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody, Jimmy Pardo here. Never not funny with our guest, Michael Berger, right around the corner. But first, I got to talk to you guys about the Jim Jeffrey Show. That's on Comedy Central. It covers the most controversial issues through Jim's distinctive brand of comedy and global point of view. Well, the podcast, the Jim Jeffries podcast, on the other hand, they actually call it the Jim Jeffries Show podcast. Uh, slightly more podcasty, guys. Listen each week as Jim Jeffries and co-host Forrest Shaw sit down with friends and guests. To discuss news, politics, and all the things Jim couldn't, wouldn't, shouldn't say on television. Subscribe now to the Jim Jeffries Show podcast and listen to new episodes every Wednesday on your favorite podcast app. But now it's time to listen to your hero. Here comes Never Not Funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? 
A fistful of dullard. <laughs> Don't thaw the ice. Cocaine. Then you got the yellows. Here come the yellows. <laughs> Look, I'm not the best gay. 12 years in, baby. Lucy and Goosey. Live on tape. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, my Yes, Welcome to the program, episode 2316, I think is what I overheard the gentleman talking about uh, uh, around me as I was uh, texting and doing some uh, very important business, trying to avoid conversation. Garen walks in, doesn't stop running his mouth about things that we could talk about on the show. Elliot hasn't shut the fuck up since I saw you guys talking on the street. Yeah, <laughs> oh we, we arrived around God. the same time. And, uh, oh, did I see that? Oh. I could have made a, a run for the door. I had a, a moment where I was like, I can just go or I can stop. Well, you waited. It looked like he uh, needed a little help carrying a box. Is what it did. And I offered him none. Yeah, that was <laughs> fine. I was fine. Wait, with you didn't have a box in your hand? No, no, sir. He took both of them. Yeah, no, I was fine. Boy, the angle I was uh, dr- uh, driving in on, and uh, were you dr- it made me like, look like a decent person. <laughs> it looked like you were holding a box, and he was holding wow. a box. And I got, I was like, hey, what are, what are those boxes? A couple of games, I got to assume. Yeah, a couple we're, of those we're, Elios. We're getting ready for uh, for distribution for that. So yeah, I see. But uh, no, actually, uh, oh, I think still going. <sighs> <laughs> Go on. I uh, I, help, I actually helped Matt because he was. I believed oh, he true. was running away from me. He flicked me off with both fingers. <laughs> yeah. And as I said to him when I saw him, I said, "You give two fucks. I only gave you one." Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I assisted him because I heard his car make the uh, the beep thing. I, w- I was halfway down the street. Oh, you left your key in the car. I was like, did I lock? No, I was like, did I lock it? It was that thing where I was like, I did lock it, but I was like, let me double check. And I, and I was like, I don't know if I'm at. I was at the, I thought, I think I was at the very edge of reception range for, mm-hmm. for beeping my car, Possibly. but, but Elliot was right next to it. So I was like, oh, he'll get a nice charge out of this. So he'll walk right <laughs> by it and it'll go beep, beep. Uh, and he confirmed that it did make the noise. Yeah. Cause you made the face of like, I'm still not sure. Yeah. I couldn't tell if it was going or not, but you, you don't do the thing where if you're worried about range, which it, I've done this and it's super hundred percent works. Hit, hit the no, no, you panic. Put it, you put it under your chin. Because your body becomes an antenna. Well, I know your body's a wonderland. Is that <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Related to this? I don't think so, but... Oh, okay. I think it is. All right. So you're telling me your head, you use your head as a, some sort of an antenna. Yeah, I've never right. tried other parts of the body. But no, I put it under my cock. What do you think about that? I mean, Use that. It, it might work. It's well, uh, antenna shaped. The, uh, yes, but it, I don't know how much reception mine's going to get. Quite frankly, <laughs> how, how does your tinfoil hat affect that range? <laughs> I would think it improves it. Oh, okay. I'm interested to find that out. It, it has been. I think it's been myth busted at some point as well. But I've and and a friend of the show, Jay Keith, uh, also did some experiments on this uh, because he was interested. <laughs> As I recall, he may he may deny it. Can I ask um, you a very serious question? Sure, sure. And uh, I want you to understand, I'm not me. I'm not. Uh, did you uh, do cocaine today? <laughs> wow, I am the opposite of that. You have not stopped talking. You you've talked more than Jimmy has. In that is true. You, I, I, I totally acknowledge that. That's why <laughs> I actually stopped. You haven't stopped talking anything. on the show. <laughs> I, I walked in. You were in the middle of a story that you uh, wouldn't let go. I, I this not to. I don't mean to offend you, but have you seen another human being since last Monday? <laughs> That's what I thought too. Like, have you had any? sort of conversation i i will i will talk about what happened on the players club oh, okay to to protect the innocent 
Oh, oh boy. Not for the innocent. I want to say that's a Kiss song. I believe that's what I was just singing. What Elliot says is correct. Your body is indeed an antenna. Thank you. Okay. And is it also a Wonderland? Yeah, I, but, that's that all, but that's I mean, also making fun. That's confirmed by John Mayer. Yeah. That's right. Imagine that guy's antenna. Imagine <laughs> oh that seven-foot-tall monster of a yeah. human being trying to unlock a car. He that's, can get blocks away. That's 50,000 watts of power. That is. That's a blowtorch, baby. That is. You, uh, you use that guy in the Beverly Center to find your car. <laughs> that guy. He couldn't even come in here. We've had Conan O'Brien. We've had many a tall person. Well, he can't come in here because he's not welcome. <laughs> That's the main reason. He's an asshole. Is he that tall? He's very tall. He's very tall. He's very tall, and he's got the a giant head. I compared him that the uh, the guy that plays the uh, the organ at the silent movie theater because he he's just always like huge. He <laughs> turns around. He's like a, he's a ghoul. He's also he a ghoul. He's a horrible he's, human being too. By all accounts, six three. He's like a. Oh, he's bigger than six three. He's like he a maybe yeah. the fact that his head is three feet of his six foot three. I know you're not going to like the association because it's something you love, but he's basically a young Frankenstein. He is Frankenstein like in his in his yes, body he is. type, but he's young. I agree with that. So he is a young, he's a young Frankenstein. <laughs> That's what that movie's about. And you know, if he, if he did walk in here, I would be Gene Wilder. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Get me the fuck out of here. Get me, get me the hell out of here. I'm not getting high. What let you people take a joke? I'm nowhere near any of the correct lines on that. Uh, I'm not a bro. I'm not a frat guy that remembers every line from a movie. I enjoy a movie and I move on with my life. Do, do, I have a question. I don't care, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm curious. Does John Mayer still make music or does he just tour with other people? And well, He's been with the Dead for a while. Yeah, dead and Company with the Jamming out with those guys. I don't know the last time he made... I remember when I brought him up at Conan to the band. I'm not going to say what band members because that's not fair to them. But I remember the, we were all talking about how he's a horrible human being. Mm-hmm. Right? And they had worked with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, I'm not, not all of them. There's maybe four of the band members. I will not tell you anybody who these people are. Uh, you can rule out La Bamba because he doesn't talk. Um, <laughs> so, uh, is and this I, pre or post Vivino? Let me just get my head around who you're talking to. Well, Vivino's been there from day one. But didn't he leave at some point? No, no, no. No, oh, no. Who am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of Max Weinberg. Yeah, Max left there. This is post Max. Okay. I can tell you that. Um and uh, although it was at the no, it was not this. I apologize. This it, was at the Tonight Show. So it was this Max was uh, yeah, it was the Max Weinberg Seven era. Okay. Uh, at and the Tonight Show era. So there was a like I think there was eight actually. Mm, I think because okay. I think we had a percussionist as well on that. Band. Good. That that changes the number. So now it's harder yeah. for people. To That's guess. right. You're talking about. Yes. <laughs> There's a chance maybe I'm exaggerating this. By the way, I'm actually I'm talking about Jimmy Kimmel's band. Actually, yeah, I, I had to. Uh, I ran well, don't do that. We know Babco. We can't uh, <laughs> can't sell Babco out. Well, you can. You could probably tell us some stories too. Uh, at any rate, it, 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 this is not a big story, but uh, it's a lot of setup for this. To, for uh, I I said, um, and I stand by this. Although they all tell me I'm wrong, I said. Uh, yeah, he does. He is a horrible human being. And they, again, they had stories about how he's a horrible mm-hmm. human being. And I say, yeah, he does seem horrible. I go, I go, but you know what? I think he's a great guitarist. They went, he's got no fucking soul. He's a horrible, he's oh. a mechanic. And they went <laughs> nuts on how he's not a good guitarist. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I think he's, I actually had it wrong. And then they told me, uh, yeah. they, they broke it down to the point, like Elliot Hochberg style, where right. like I may, if I didn't walk away, I'd still be there listening right. as to why I'm wrong about John Mayer being a good guitarist. That's interesting. I, I don't know enough about guitar to judge that, but I do think that if you get a sense of someone's personality and then you hear them play, you're probably going to 
your 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 impression of them as a person is going to uh, color how you see them positively or negatively. That's a good point. So if you don't like the guy, if he seems like a huge asshole and he's like a snot nosed 20 something white kid from Connecticut, like affluent upbringing, and then he's playing, you're going to go, eh, this isn't soulful. Right. Not soulful. Which it probably isn't. But there, there's also like a lot of you can fill in the blanks as to why that might be. And also, if you didn't know anything uh, you would just look at him. You look at the on paper. There, it's not surprising to hear he doesn't have a soul. Yeah, I, again, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm basically. I, 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 they they all explained it to me, and yeah. I still walked away going, I think he's a good guitarist. Like he's he sounds good to my ears. Let's get Eric Clapton on the on the horn. I'd like to know okay, uh, Slowhands' opinion. I can't imagine how boring that answer. I want to know be. another affluent white guy's opinion of this guy. God, that snooze fest. <laughs> I think he's got a Christmas album out. Uh, Eric Clapton does. Is Eric Clapton? I don't know if he. I don't know what his upbringing was. I don't he, he could be a duke or he could be a pauper. Uh, I imagine now he's a duke. Yeah, but you, you said upbringing. So well, I, not a, yeah. Uh, whatever. I, yeah, I meant like how did he? Was he? Did he grow up on the mean streets of Manchester or is he like a posh Londonite? I couldn't tell you. I don't know anything about him. If only someone. <laughs> I just. I, I know that he plays that I'm, Stratocaster in a slow, methodical uh, way. I feel like. There's some mechanic. interview where where he definitely like he was listening to albums the way the Beatles were, but I don't remember if he was middle class. I don't think he was upper class. Who Clapton? Yeah, we're still on the same topic. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What what, what what happened in the three seconds between <laughs> when we were talking and when he said that? What happened to you? Because you know, you, you know here's the, it was, in, in fairness, it wasn't. I, I I was surprised he knew anything about Eric Clapton. That's oh, okay. what it came down to. He, sure. He, yeah. he knows Paul Williams, and that's the extent of his oh, musical yeah. knowledge. Williams that is totally Shade. fair. So the fact that yeah. so the fact that he had any input at all on Eric Clapton, that's why I said, are we still talking about him? Because yeah, I, I yeah. thought maybe he went to, back to John Mayer. Like right. I I was trying to figure right. something Look, out. History is on your side, Jimmy. Yes. I, I could have completely. History. How does it go? Oh, I'm getting a history. Has uh, I apologize. This could be a doctor related phone okay. call. I, I, well, while you take that. Hello, Karen. He grew up believing his mother was a sister. What? Whoa. Yeah. His his grandparents stepped into as a surrogate parent and raised them because his 16 year old mother. Okay. Couldn't take care of. Interesting. That's crazy uh, business. Where did he grow up? He grew up in. I know a lot about uh, the geography of England, so just read <laughs> Ripley, Surrey, England. There you go. What did we find out? Well, he thought his mom was his sister because oh, he was raised right. by his grandparents. His mom was sixteen when she had him. I'm going to say that's not rich. Uh, well, maybe the grandparents had a couple of bucks. It certainly, yeah, it certainly sounds like the kind of thing that would happen, not in a. I mean, affluent family. But then again, actually, I feel like you, that could go either way. It could be on either extreme. Yeah, if you're royal, yeah. then you then you, you might cover that up because you, you can't s- afford the shame or whatever that you is. Send, you send that kid to the country for nine months. And, and then, then your last name is Snow or something. Yeah, he's he's not a, a royal. Uh, but it doesn't <laughs> no, he's say not a, no, he's not a royal. It doesn't <laughs> say he's a, so he's not part of the royal family. No, he's not. He's not. Oh, third, he's a, is he, he's, he's a knight now though, isn't he? Yeah, is he's, he's Sir Sir Clapton. He must be. It doesn't say definitively whether he grew up poor which normally it would that's usually a selling point for an artist yeah that they were right right poor yeah yeah but so they don't, it looks it like doesn't say what just, his grandparents did for a living for example no it says uh his by the way that's a lot of information for your offhanded comment about <laughs> comparing him to john mayer yeah i still want to know deep dive on ec yeah well you see we have it baby uh, Huh? Name the, can you name all the bands Eric Clapton was in? Can you name, uh, can you name any of them? Cream. Cream. All right. Name the other one. Uh, I want to say there's only two. Two famous. The Yardbirds? Yeah. Yardbirds. Nicely done. 
Mm-hmm. Right, and then I, then I believe uh, solo artist from there on out, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Right, he never joined another super group. He never mm. joined another. That's interesting. Like in the '80s, it seems like he would have been a go-to. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't in the. Yeah, I guess he wasn't in the Wolverines, right? No, no. That would have been. That would. That would have made some sense. Oh boy, but... it would have. Hey, let's get another bland white dude in here. <laughs> somebody... Hey, I like all those guys. Death Lynch, By the way, talking about somebody who has no soul. I mean, I know that Eric Clapton. Who Clapton? Is... No, he's the fucking worst. He's a snooze. You, you listen to his cover of uh, what's it called um, from uh, Jamaica. Oh, I shot the sheriff. Yeah, yeah that's, it's like he never heard the song. It's it's so yeah. bizarre. I mean, you could you could say that he's trying to make it his own, but in doing so, he made it very boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a, there's about six Eric Clapton songs that I absolutely adore. Sure, and I just used the word adore. Anybody, <laughs> wow. anybody all right with that? I'm, I don't know if you're anybody, Jimmy. Anybody okay that's with that? Very odd. Uh, I like uh, then of course Layla that guitar solo and that piano breakdown the at the end of Layla. The it's a great fast break. version. That acoustic version. You know, I put a bullet in Eric Clapton's head, so I never have to hear that shit thing again. I mean, I Although don't they hate play it, but stop if he's dead. It, but if I have the preference, I'll the original one is the one. Of course, yeah, that uh, that acoustic one's a snooze. Sometimes you want to snooze. No, I snooze, I lose. That's oh, right. no, that's fair. No, that's a good point. We've learned that. Sounds like you're a loser. <laughs> yeah, you said it yourself. <laughs> you said it yourself. Sometimes I like to be a loser. Your words, not ours. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. Self awareness. That's uh, that's the important thing. You're getting some, and we're glad to see it. Yeah, big loser. All right, shut good up. All right, all right, chatty loser. Got it. <laughs> shut, shut it down now. Good for you. All right. Listen, everybody have a, a good Thanksgiving. And by that, I'll ask these two as, they, uh, mm-hmm. as we go around the sure, horn. Sure. But uh, you had a... Uh, I did. Nice and uh, relaxing. Uh, just kind of unplugged a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kind of don't like that term, especially in lieu of uh, Eric Clapton's later work. Oh, that's <laughs> a, uh, I adore the fact that you don't want to use the word unplugged. <laughs> but yeah, maybe that's what was in my head. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, nice meal. Nice. Uh, oh, did you make the meal? At least did most of it. I cooked the bird. Nope. I hate that too. Yeah. What are you doing over there? What's happening? I've turned into that guy. God, there's no, there's nothing. Maybe there's nothing about Thanksgiving I hate more than people. Than, call oh, it let's the get the bird. bird. Let's get the bird. <laughs> yeah, you gotta put the bird in the oven. I guess somebody check out the bird. I was just thinking the bird is the word, but uh, yeah, we've had that disagreement on the show. I of course think Greece is the Greece word. is the word. Yeah. Of course, others think Johannesburg. There's a lot of options mm-hmm. for what is the word. I know yeah. it's up. Word it is up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was nice. How Everybody you? say. Do you have a nice? Uh, it's the code. No. Oliver has been sick. Oh, jeez. Uh, remember when he, uh, the, the, this very show yeah. last week, I was uh, getting uh-huh. text messages. They were at the doctor. We've been to the ER oh, no. and the, the uh, urgent care, um, both. And they're at the doctor as we speak. Oh, my God. Um, you know, he was on that field trip uh, where right. he may or may not have gotten food poisoning. Right. But we're uh, 12 days in now, 13 days That's in. Crazy. That's a long time. Yeah. Uh, but we were there on, um, we were at the ER on uh, Saturday. Wow. And then yesterday, it seemed like he was getting better. And then this morning, uh, he woke up uh, vomiting about uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, God. And uh, he is not doing well. He is not doing well. That's crazy for, uh, for that, for almost two weeks of that. That's yeah. awful. So, you know, and he's a little guy getting blood tests. And they're, yeah. so they're drawing a lot of blood. They're doing ultrasounds. They're doing all sorts <laughs> of stuff to figure out uh, what's going on with the little guy. And uh, it's awful. And so uh, did, I did not get a lot of sleep last night because of that, in mm-hmm. addition to the fact that I can't roll over it on my left side because my effing shoulder. Yeah. But uh, uh, so, yeah, so we had to cancel our Thanksgiving plans and I had oh, to uh, race to Bristol Farms mm-hmm. at uh, 530. Uh, they closed at six on Wednesday. Uh, no, on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. And um, Jesus. I had a race there and basically just bought got some deli turkey. 
Yeah. And uh, uh, they still had to some packaged uh, stuffing and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. was actually very good. Bristol Farm is very good. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was very, uh, you know, almost like bachelor sad sacky. <laughs> um, right. And, uh, and then we just watched uh, the uh, two episodes of um, Mystery Science Theater, mm-hmm. uh, the two of the two of the, the new, new six. Season, yeah. The gauntlet, as uh, they say. And, I, and it's a show I'm enjoying a lot. Yep. Too much. <laughs> yeah, why is it called the gauntlet? Because I I've just seen Jonah tweeting about it. I or think posting it's. On uh, I, I think it's just the the hook to hang this season on. They're, mm-hmm. You know, they're doing six of them, and they're calling it the gauntlet, and, and that he's being forced to watch six episodes, six movies in a row. Okay. Which again, if you're doing it, streaming style, it's uh, you can watch them whenever you want. Right. I noticed that they did Mac and Me, which is yes, they did. Interesting. It's like maybe the first time they've done a movie that I've heard of. Right. Uh, which I never saw. I remember when it came out. Unwatchable. Yeah, it was. Uh, what's the story? They, it was like financed by McDonald's or something. That's the part that's. I know they gave money. Yeah. Because there's a lot of Coke and McDonald's uh, like product, product placement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like, like a shameless ripoff of ET, right? Like just yes. the same premise, basically. And um, uh, just awful, just yeah. an awful, awful movie. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, there was a Lord of the Deep was another one. Um, Atlantic. Rim was another one. So they're, uh, these are more modern day, uh, mm-hmm. you know, eighties. But yeah, I don't remember. Uh, although those Atlantic, Atlantic Rim might be like twenty two thousand nine or like two thousand nine like or something. Yeah. Oh my god, really? Well, because yeah. it's 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 one of those direct to to video uh, movies okay. that's like and, a yeah, and it's a rip off of Pacific Rim. Ooh. Right. What is wrong with me? You're having a tough time over there. So they're th- they're throwing off the people on Netflix who are like, oh well, you know, Pacific Rim, but this Atlantic Rim must be the sequel, right? No, oh, it's horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Yeah. But uh, you know they uh, they make it funny. They make it very very funny. I mm-hmm. enjoy the uh, I enjoy when they're talking to the screen. <laughs> that's what I, that's part of that show that I enjoy. <laughs> I saw. I happen to see on on Instagram Jonah had posted something about it, and and uh, I just happen to see in the comments. I don't know why on Instagram. Like if if the person you follow responds. The person who posted the original thing, if they respond to a comment, then that rises up and you see you see that you don't see the other comments unless you drill into it. But you see the that call and response, if you will. And so someone was like, how do you guys remember all those riffs? And uh, Jonah was just like, we have a script. It's written. (laughs) 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 I was like, how do you not get this? They're looking at it. (laughs) Literally not even on camera. (laughs) They could be reading it. Right. Uh, Like you see the back of their head, I guess. But Uh, it's a good show. It's a good show. Our friend, uh, my friend uh, of long time, my friend of long time, Mm -hmm. uh, Tammy Golden is one of the Mm -hmm. writers on there. I've known Tammy since, uh, boy, I want to say the, uh, it's got to be 20 something years, 20, almost 30 years. Probably no Tammy Golden. Yeah. Back in uh, the Chicago improv days. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've told me that before, and I I didn't, but not until recently did I know that you knew her in Chicago. Uh, yeah. Then uh, she's friends with my cousin Dan as well, so like there's oh, a cool. and, and uh, a weird uh, connection there in that way that she's she's, not- she's one of those people that I would when I went to every show, I would see her at every show and every comedy show in L.A. and uh, you know got to know her through all that stuff and uh, yeah, it's awesome that she's now uh, living the dream. Yeah, yeah, and she's a uh, she's a great nice person. Uh, one of the nicest I've ever met. I mean, that's sincerely. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, speaking of unnice people, here's a story from the other night. We went to uh, while Oliver was sick. We uh, uh, we did take, uh, we took him to see the Champions of Magic at the Microsoft Theater, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which he was very much looking forward to because he hadn't left the house in four or five days and uh, other than going to see doctors. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, I can. He's like, I don't. I could. I think I could sit in a chair. 
So we, uh, the Microsoft is huge, as you know. Mm-hmm. It's the champions of magic, five magicians. Uh, winners, apparently, of some sort. <laughs> um, and we, they have that pit, which is about three or four rows right near uh, in front. Then there's a gap, and then there's the orchestra. Mm-hmm. So we had front row of the orchestra, oh, nice. uh, which are uh, nobody in front of you, like beautiful amazing, seats. Amazing seats. And actually not all that expensive, 60 bucks a ticket. Wow. Which I think for those seats, ridiculously yep. cheap. Yeah. Um, so we're, uh, we're watching one of the champs. <laughs> uh, do their through their magic, yeah. and uh, the uh, woman behind us uh, will not stop talking. The woman will not stop talking, hmm. and just as I'm about to say something, Danielle turns and says, uh, "Can you, can you, ladies, please stop talking?" And uh, the woman shoots Danielle a look, uh, just a uh, vicious daggers, mm-hmm. and then uh, back to the champs. <laughs> and, uh, watching them and uh, and then and they won't this girl will not stop talking and so I turn around and go uh, and, and maybe t- 10 minutes has passed mm-hmm. and, and, and and kind of ignoring it for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and I turn around and say um, I go seriously ladies could you could you please stop talking why <laughs> I go because you're you're being it's being it's distracting uh, we're not bothering you I go but, but you are could you please? And then Danielle turns around and goes, you are being very distracting. Could you please stop talking? You don't, and they're talking in Spanish, by the way, uh, to each other. Okay. How do you even know what we're saying? And Danielle goes, it doesn't matter what you're saying. <laughs> it's the noise. It's the noise. Could you please stop? Yeah. And then she, the woman says something. I forget what else she says. Mm-hmm. Young girl. She's there. It's her parents. It's a young, not young, 30, let's say 25. Oh, okay. 25. And then the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, one girl and two parents. One girl and two parents. Okay. But I don't know that at the time. I think it's four of them. But possibly. when you say girl, a 30-year-old woman. Uh, 25. Okay. 25-year-old young lady. Yeah. Um, and, and these older uh, folks. Right. And um, so then there's an intermission. And Danielle uh, needs to go to the bathroom. So she goes, I gotta go to the bathroom. So she uh, goes up the aisle. And then I grab uh, I grab our stuff. And then Oliver and I walk upstairs. I go up the stairs, and Danielle sees us, and she goes, "Why'd you bring the drinks? Are you afraid they'd poison them?" <laughs> and, and I go, "You know what? I did kind of bring them for that reason. I didn't yeah. want them to do something because this girl, this woman was being so unpleasant." Yeah. So I then uh, got in line to get a, a snack for Act Two at the chance. Was it the twenty-five-year-old who was responding? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. The other woman was looking like we're we're out of our gourds for even saying something. Yeah. But the younger girl is the one who's being uh, just out snippy and rude and just, mm-hmm. oh, no, you know what I said to her at one point? I, she goes, uh, as she's arguing with Danielle, I said, I go, you're being very selfish. Mm-hmm. I go, there's other people around you. That's what I, that, that, yeah. So can I ask a quick question? Yes, of course. Is it possible that she was translating something for her parents? As I said to Danielle. I not still not acceptable. No, I, I, but at least an explanation. Right. Um, like still, they, she still, could have said that. She could have been like, oh, I'm. But like, then you do it quietly. You whisper it. Or then you you go, OK, then yeah. we at least would then understand and not right. be. But her initial response was why? That was her first words mm-hmm. when I said, please stop talking. Mm-hmm. And again, very, poli- very, you know, very polite. Yeah. Um, so I get in line for a snick. And uh, and a snack, and I come to, I come down uh, the door stairs, and Danielle's on her feet, Oliver's on his feet, all three of them are on their feet, and there's three security guards. Oh, and I walk out, I walk down, I go, hey, what's going on? Oh God! And uh, uh, Danielle goes, well, we're uh, apparently I'm the bad guy here. Apparently I'm the bad guy for having asked these people to please stop talking. Oh, 
It turns out that the uh, security guy, that uh, the usher security guy, uh, knew them. Oh. And so Danielle oh. said to him, uh, hoping maybe to shame them, mm-hmm. hey, could you tell your friends that they're being very, because uh, they were still yelling. Yeah. They were, this woman was yelling at Danielle. Mm-hmm. Could you tell your friends to please stop talking? And he goes, can't. It's a public place. They're allowed to talk. What? That is And Daniel true. goes, uh, so, uh, so apparently that happened prior to my arrival. Yeah. Which is why then, because then Danielle said something to that guy. That's mm-hmm. why then others got involved. Right. I come down, I join this, and I, of course, you know me, I don't go zero to 12, right. I go zero to 60. Yeah, there might be shoes in the air. <laughs> We're close to shoes. And I say, I go, what's going on? Danielle said, apparently I'm the bad guy. And and this guy goes, uh, and, and by the way, I wanted to throttle this usher anyway. This guy just just seemed dumb. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, oh, during the show, at one point, uh, there's like uh, one of the magic tricks is that you could win $1,000. You don't, mm-hmm. but because it's magic. Right. Uh, and the, he comes over and says to the guy, wouldn't it be great if you had one? Like to the to his friends. So the usher's talking what in the middle of the show. Fuck? And so I said, I, uh, I, 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 well, what's going on? And the guy goes, yeah, I can't, I can't tell them to quiet down. It's a public place. They're all the talk. And I go, I go, and I said, I go, that's your job. Yeah. And he goes, no, I can't, I, no, it's public. You can talk. And I go, it's your job, idiot. Oh, boy. And Daniel goes, there's no, there's no name, no reason for names. And I was like, God damn it. I was so mad at myself that it happened, but it was yeah. like, it just guttural. And then so Danielle, I just let her deal with it because she is a normal human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the head of security comes. Mm-hmm. All of this is happening. While all this is happening, the guy says to me, why don't we take it to the parking lot? Oh, cool the, man. The, oh, what? The old man. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it's, it's like, what? And, and I have gone, that, sure, that makes the next logical step. Why don't we, you and I probably yes. should go out and fight. Yeah, the, <laughs> the two elders of the parties will settle this. <laughs> we, we just did, what a ridiculous, let's go, why don't we take this to the parking lot? You're making a lot of noise for nothing. You're making a lot of noise for nothing. And I, so I, 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 go, sir, I go, sir, I think, I think parking lot might be, might be a little extreme. Do you think this guy's, is he older than you, your age, roughly? He's one of those guys where you can't tell if he's 50 or 80. Right, you know, okay. he's, he's I, I don't mean to be, dis- uh, he looked, you know, he's a little overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a mustache, so he's hiding something. <laughs> so it's Super Mario? <laughs> it could have been Super Mario. Uh, so, he, so he says two to three times, let's go to the parking lot. Oh, I goodness. say, that's a little extreme. Which, yeah. by the way, is a little extreme. Like, that's no your, kidding. that's your, that the next step is for us to fight? Yeah. That's bananas. And then what? Uh, what what is he imagining that the winner of the fight will get what they want? Like if you won, would they shut the fuck up? Because <laughs> I don't. I might have taken him up on that. Like, what is it well, like? Let's way, negotiate. Kind of fight? I yeah. don't think I win that fight. By the way, he was. Uh, yeah. He was also was like maybe six feet. I mean, it was oh, a, he was a big guy. He was a big okay. dude. All right. And uh, Hector was his name. All right. And how did uh, that come out? I'll tell you. <laughs> so then, the the daughter then says something to me. And I and I and I don't remember what she said. And I turned. I just turned to her and I said, uh, "Just so you know, when you tell this story, you're not the hero." <laughs> I go, "You're. We're, we just asked you nicely to stop talking. Don't talk to me that way. I'm not your wife." I go, "Oh, I would never talk to my wife this way." <laughs> and God. and then Hector. That's when Hector goes. Let's take it to the parking lot. He went, again. That's that's what he right. said it the second or third time. Right. And and now and then Danielle's dealing with security and and it and Oliver's just standing there. The magic, the champs are about to take the stage right. again. Um, 
And so then the head of security goes, uh, uh, no, no, we're still waiting. And then some other woman comes over and goes, you know, there's a way to ask people to be quiet. And Daniel goes, we said very politely. Well, we were told you told them to shut up. And, and Daniel goes, I never said that. We would never say that. And uh, so then he said, well, let's go out to, to the hallway. And so now we have to go to the hallway to wait for the head of security. He, uh, he said, okay, well, you know, go back to your seats. Uh, I'll take care of it. Did he at least a- agree with the premise that they shouldn't be talking? Did anyone ever give you satisfaction no. on that front? No. Jesus. No. It's like you're in an alternate reality. Who the oh. fuck says it's okay to talk in a theater? Right. So then Danielle even said, my son, not my son, my apologies, my husband is a performer. He performs on stage, uh, you know, X amount of times a year. Yeah. Uh, the number one job of an usher is to quiet the audience while somebody else is performing. It's just disrespectful to the performers. Yeah. And uh, nope, we can't do anything. Nope. And like, no, nobody giving satisfaction. None. Wow. So then the head of security uh, comes over to deal with our nonsense. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, OK, I'll, I, don't worry. Go back to your seats. I'll uh, I'll remove them. And I was like, I, OK, but, but now the show's starting. I go, don't make a scene. Like, yeah. anyway, now, now we're the now we're the scene. We've already been a scene. By right. The way. Right. And he goes, no, it won't be a scene. So <laughs> we go in and, and uh, there's three seats kind of a little bit to the left not our seats. And I said, let's just sit here until they kick them out. I mm-hmm. don't want to be punched to the back of the head, right. you know, while they're getting kicked out. Mm-hmm. So they, um, we're waiting in the seat and all of a sudden, uh, one of the other ushers gets up, calls the three of them over. Uh, they, uh, uh oh, the, the head of security said, he's also going to talk to the other usher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, to which I, Danielle, like, like he should be fired. Yeah. He's not good at his job. Right. He's not good at his he's job. He's palling around with his buddies who, who uh, maybe he got them their tickets. Maybe right. that's why they're could be their there. son. Like, I don't know who this guy is. Right. Like, could be that woman's brother. Like, right. So, uh, some usher calls them, they get up, move them to the front row. That's their punishment. <laughs> their punishment is to get rewarded to move to the front row. Cause the asshole three white people are, uh, that is fantastic. Yes. It, do, it does solve the problem, except yeah. for the performer who now has to hear them in the or front row worse, talking. Or even worse, the champs now get punished. The, the, right? Yeah. So, uh, so they're in the front row, and Danielle, like, we're just like laughing. I'm like, well, of course. Yeah. Of course. Why wouldn't that be the solution? Give them the front row. It's funny, because they obviously could have also moved you guys to the yeah. front row, but that wasn't their choice. It wasn't one of the options? Well, they weren't on your side. They didn't, they didn't also, agree with your premise. But, but I, I agree with the choice based on diffusing it. That's the right move, because these people are like ready to there's at least one of them's ready to fight you. He over wants to go to the parking lot, right? So to <laughs> to 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 reward them, at least it it solves your problem and it it, it doesn't 100%. rile them up. And, I don't and, disagree with that, but it's also it it you know it, it, rewarding bad behavior is always infuriating. Yeah, it's it's, it's terrible. So then uh, this uh, magician named Carla or Kayla might have been her name. I enjoyed her uh, female champion. <laughs> she. Uh, uh, she, uh, uh, come on, Michael Berger. Is there Michael? Sit right there, if you would. There, look at Michael Berger, looking terrific as if he's going out on television. The camera's are always camera ready, Michael Berger. Sit down and shut up. <laughs> so, uh, he, uh, so then, uh, Kayla says, I need a volunteer. And who gets picked? Hector. Hector! Oh, boy. <laughs> the guy. So, not only do they get the front row, now Hector's on stage. Yeah. And the truth is, Hector, Hector was a, a perfect prop for her. Like, he, uh-huh. he played along, he was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and then uh, that was it. So then, uh, oh, if only he had won the thousand dollars. I know his buddy was talking about it. <laughs> unreal, unreal. That is crazy. Un- what a crazy story. Real, right? I've, I've never heard of a situation where someone is being chatty in a theater, even a movie theater, let alone a live performance live setting. Live performance magic, where you need to be paying attention to the magician. Right, where the staff is like, no, no, that's. The, the rules are they can talk because the it's rule, public. Because it's public. <laughs> what, what, what kind of logic is that? That's bonkers. J- Jimmy, how, how big is the audience in this theater at this point? The, it's the Microsoft. So, I mean, that's... Was the, it full? No, good Christ. They're not, uh, these aren't the grand champions. <laughs> <laughs> they're just the champions of magic. These are... Uh, so, are we talking 2,000, 10,000? Oh, boy. I think it's, it only seats, like, what? 6,000? Five, five or six. Yeah. I, we've looked this up before. What's the Microsoft? 75, 73... What, are there like are there twelve hundred people there? Are there five hundred people there? It was it was Nashville uh, yeah. attended. Okay, I can't. It I, was uh, I couldn't put my. Krista Berg may have had more, <laughs> and remember, Krista Berg was me and seven other people. Right, seventy one hundred. Seventy one. What did I say? Seventy three. Yeah, it doesn't bullseye. seem that big. It's so it's huge. It yeah. goes it goes back so right. deep and goes way high. Right. Uh, I would. I mean, maybe three thousand. Okay. May, maybe. All right. mm-hmm. Maybe. So you're going to hear some people chitter-chattering if they're chitter-chattering. But this is chitter-chatter. Yeah. <laughs> and if you tell the uh, the usher that you shut them up, you don't, you're, you're, you don't, you're not told you're wrong. Yeah. It's weird. What a weird hill to die on, too, for those people. Like, no, we will not be told to stop talking in a theater. We will we will fight you on this. Right. We will fight for our right to continue being rude to you. My, Michael, what you, Michael Berger is here. Michael, of course, you recognize him from his uh, many television shows that he hosted over the years. He's a uh, good man, a funny man. He's uh, got a coloring book. Um, <laughs> Michael Berger. Uh, Michael, what you missed is that my wife and I got into a fight at the Champions of Magic show at the Microsoft over the weekend. Because well, we asked the people to stop talking. To the champions of magic. Why are you against magic? My son loves magic. There, there's a microphone right there, too, if you want to. No, I don't care. Oh, but not, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, do I get elevated oh, to the Ikea table at some point? Or I just... At some point, you'll come over to the Ikea. There's no question oh, wow. about it. Wow, what a professional organization. Yeah, <laughs> it's Garen's job to flip that microphone. I was a little you, late. You were late. I slipped wow. my mind. Michael, yeah. Garen was late. He was busy dying his head. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> The bottom or the top? No kidding. That is like, that's like a pause egg. <laughs> it's like you put that little metal thing around your neck and di- somebody held you upside down and dipped nice. just the top. The people you work with, people who show up for nothing. Do people realize who watch this, there's no money at this? We do this because we like you? <laughs> well, you don't get any money. Well, I don't like you, so it's fair. <laughs> right. uh, so you got in an argument because? Because these, uh, the people behind us would not stop talking. Oh. And uh, somehow, again, the, the ushers, uh, the story you meant, the ushers sided with the talkers? They did not side with my wife and I. We were somehow the bad guys. We were the villains. Was it a good show regardless? Here's the thing. It was kind of, now Oliver loved it, because. Uh, but it was kind of Magic 101. You kind of mm. had seen, like, all great, they make a car appear out of nowhere, they make a boat appear out of nowhere, like all great stuff, but it's kind of stuff we've all seen, mm. again, because my son loves magic. We've been to almost every magic show that comes to any mm-hmm. big venue. You know Seinfeld's line about magic, right? No. Here's a quarter, now it's gone, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Then it distills it, doesn't it? Well, that's the shortest joke Jerry's ever written. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How did he not overwork that bit? <laughs> Holy smokes. He couldn't tighten nine more well, screws yeah. on that joke? I don't know how day and date we are with this show or if this well, goes day into day. a ground somewhere and then comes back up 50 years from now. But uh, Ricky Jay just passed away. Yeah. 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 Now there's some, uh, Michael, here's another thing you don't know about our program. There is something called the Never Not Funny Curse, where if we mention some obscure person, oh. within two weeks they die. They die. Did you mention him recently? Garen seems to think we mentioned Ricky Jay. I searched the... I searched my computer for Ricky Jay and nothing came up. Nothing so came up. Yeah, but your notes more. suck. <laughs> my notes are very lengthy. Your notes are horrible. No, they're nonsense. horrible. I, I give me an usher. <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to look up something last night and I couldn't find of it. Of course not. Dude, I was they're horrible. To, I was trying to find the Apple D app conversation. No mention of Apple D app in that episode. It, well, that only lasted. How did you spell it? I don't know. I just I don't even know how I spelled it. I read it. through your entire notes and didn't see a mention oh, of Apple D app. But it will. But at some point, in those notes will say, uh, and then Jimmy liked my shirt. Like, like that's a <laughs> that's an important note of the yeah. episode. It's basically. But notes a nine about, minute story doesn't get mentioned. Yeah. Well, are you the uh, stenographer of the show? Do you keep track of what happens? Yeah. That's what he's supposed to. Yeah. Do. That's what he's supposed oh, to do. I, see. I have very lengthy, lengthy. He's got. The, he's really got three things to do. Get uh, get me a drink. Welcome the guest. Walk him through what's about to happen and take notes. Well, he did that well. I, I was oh, good. He goes. There's a seat when you come in. Okay. And that was that, but Michael there was no. I, I didn't know what the ramp up. You know, I I've done my homework. I know how big a podcast this is. Yeah, I understand what's at stake. <laughs> but I thought there might be a little introduction. I come in, it's hot. Things are rolling. Oh yeah, things are hot. What if I wasn't prepared? What what if I wasn't camera ready, as they say? Well, uh, we roll with that. That's Garen's Gar- job to le- to let you know that uh, we are on air. He did tell you we were on air, correct? He did not. Hmm. I- Oh, we're not live. Okay. Not live. But we're on the air. Nobody edits. This doesn't get edited. I've seen the show. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You think it would be two and a half hours long if it were I left my car running. Is that a problem? (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think it will be. I think you're good to go. Uh, All right, let's take a break. Michael Berger is here. Michael, Mm -hmm. of course, you recognize him from television. Let me interrupt if I may. Yeah. I get to go sit over there eventually? At the break. We like to build it up, so you're really excited when you get here. No, I've, I've seen, I've watched Conan, big names, and then again, a $9 table. I'm not excited about sitting over at the Ikea place. It's a nice table. It's, it's solid. It's a table. It's a solid table. This is not a child's table. How dare you? All right. That's the kid's table. Why? That's, there's the, <laughs> it's a table for That's one. the airline table I had uh, last night. Yeah. Were you on a plane last night? It could have been. Let's get to the good stuff. <laughs> I want to know if you're on the plane. I travel a lot. Where were you? Denver. Colorado. Were you with there? For no, the, the other Denver. <laughs> were you at the football game? Is that why you're up there? No, I've got people I had to meet. Talking about you, some big things working for Jimmy Pardo. Mm, I had a meeting about you. Don't believe any of those words. <laughs> Good, let's go to break. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not going to, just to spite Sounds me. like we got a new host. Let's talk, let's talk about my books then. Well, you want to do that now? No, let's go to break. All right. <laughs> want to talk about your comic book or your coloring book? Well, give some time for me to autograph them to you. I, I'm fine. I don't need the signatures, Michael. Well, I appreciate that. If your name is Dave, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we'll be back. Right Exciting news for the holidays. There are new items over at podswag.com slash never not funny. We have some new stuff available to you there and more coming. But right now, all I can tell you is uh, what I told you last week, actually, which is that there's uh, all of our tour posters from 2018 are available right there. What do we got? Bloomington. We got uh, Brooklyn, Minneapolis, uh, the most recent Boston, D.C., Virginia Beach. All of these posters, Zanies in Chicago. Thank you for reminding me, Jimmy. Uh, those are all at podswag.com slash never not funny. All of them are signed by Jimmy and myself. And uh, I don't know. I feel like they make a great gift. If you uh, if you know someone uh, 
who loves never not funny or just give it to yourself for uh, the holidays i think that's a good way to go too so if you even if you just want to look at what these cool posters look like i, I enjoy the uh, jordan hudkins designs quite a bit and if you want to look at them maybe you went to a show and you didn't get a chance to buy a poster uh this year or maybe you didn't even get to see us live this year uh but you still want a, a memento from one of those live shows go to podswag.com slash never not funny and pick up your tour poster today Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, you're in a festive spirit today. Well, thank you, Matt, for noticing. The holidays are approaching, aren't they, they Matt? They are, really. Close. My son reminded me today that they're, um, I guess, they're four weeks and one day away. Well, you may be thinking about how you're going to save some extra money because you're going to have to buy gifts for your children. Mm-hmm. Well, now is the best way to consolidate your high-interest credit card balances to a lower rate and save, Matt, with Lightstream. Oh, yeah, Lightstream. Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 6.14% APR. That is with auto pay mm-hmm. compare that matt compare it i will to the national average credit card interest rate of over 19 percent apr you get a loan from five to one hundred thousand dollars that's five thousand jeez to one hundred thousand dollars yeah and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply hmm. what i'm telling you is if you've got the kind of backstory yeah that you go uh, hey i'm gonna go online hey i need a cool 100k <laughs> yeah you sign up you could you possibly could uh, all of a sudden you go to your uh, you, you i got the money your, right now there it is yeah it's right in the bank the application is 100 percent online there are no fees lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a great interest rate yeah uh you were talking about uh maybe doing some rebuilding over at the house yeah, we uh, we only have one bathroom in our house, and uh, that's not working. Uh, never did, but it's, you know. The <laughs> well, old, now as they get older, the, the older the kids get, the the worse it is to try to. Share I can't imagine coming home like you guys are out. Let's say you're at Disneyland, mm-hmm. and then you got that drive coming home. There's four people that all have to use yeah. the restroom. Yeah, you ever go to the backyard? Uh, I've sent Charlie to the backyard. You have, sure. yeah. I've done it once or twice, but uh, I'm but with I him. Mean, it's like you can just go in the yard, son. Like, I think. Uh, look, we're not animals, yeah. And you know me; I'm Felix Unger. Right. But I think taking a leak in the backyard is not a crisis. But, like I, but I'm very like the the time I did it that I'm thinking of. I like had to find okay. I'm the garage is here, right. the wall is here. Like where can I be where there's no chance at all that anyone's gonna see me? You know, I just was very like. Because I I grew up on a farm where you could just pee anywhere. Right. Like, it didn't matter. But, like, when you have neighbors, I just was very self-conscious about it. So, I, I, I think the solution that you were alluding to is that we need to um, add on to our very small house. Or go up on the roof. <laughs> just whiz from the roof? Just whiz down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, maybe uh, maybe this is the way to go. This maybe might be. Uh, listen, I think uh, instead of taking out a second mortgage. Yeah. Uh, go to Lightstream. Mm-hmm. Um, listeners can say, save even more, Matt. That's you. You're listening to me at the moment. I am. Uh, an additional, I'm sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> you can save even more with an additional interest rate discount. The only way to get that discount is to go to lightstream.com slash pardo. dot com slash pardo. That is P-A-R-D-O, standard spelling. Subject to credit approval. You got good credit. I do. Rate includes a 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash pardo. Matt, I recommend you do it, and I recommend you do it today with Lightstream. The better way to borrow. I don't know what that is. That was Jingle Bells. Yeah. Yeah. Frosty the snowman. That sounds nice. Jimmy, you seem to be in a very festive mood. Well, gift shopping for him can seem impossible. Yeah. Thankfully, Matt. Is that why you never get me any gifts? 
we made a decision early on not to give. Yeah, gifts. but then Garen mucked it up by giving us hey, a month can we, early. Can we agree on that now that he's not in here? Yeah, he gives us gifts. Yeah, the guy with the everything. Le- but the least income in this room gives us gifts. How are we and, supposed to not give him a gift? Right? And by the way, we know that it's not. I don't know if I'm being recorded. We know that it's not something that he got for free from from Pop Culture Beast. No, he he bought, actually went to yeah. he went and got things very thoughtful things. By the yeah. way, yeah, yeah, it's it's he's tough. a real dick. <laughs> yeah. he, but, because we don't, we, we've never, we don't give gifts on this show. It's kind of, we kind of made a decision early right. on around my dining room table when Matt gave us a, gave me a hat. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, let's not That's do this right. again. It's weird and awkward. Well, you made it awkward. And, well, because I'm not good at accepting. Never things. wanted to experience that awkwardness again. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> but then here comes Johnny uh, PA. I know. Goodness. Again, very thoughtful, kind gifts. Yep. But now, well, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. Yep. I'm going to go to Harry's. Oh. <laughs> uh, thankfully, Harry's uh, makes a long-lasting quality product at a super reasonable price with sets starting at just 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't love it, return it. Quick, hassle-free. Well, that's nice. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Oh. Did something take you by surprise? Oh, my. Isn't that that return policy? I didn't oh, know that. I hadn't seen that's that before. Shocking. Uh, special offer for fans of this show. That's the Never Not Funny podcast. Yeah. We've partnered... With Harry's to give you five box, five box. <laughs> wow. What am, I, doc, what am I, Dr. Phil? <laughs> five box. Give you $5 off any shave set, mm-hmm. including our limited edition holiday set. When you go to harrys.com slash pardo. Okay. Plus, you're going to get free shipping. This offer is for new and returning customers. Oh, so if you're already using Harry's, it doesn't matter. You can jump in on this. Uh, it is only available for the holidays. Um, I'm getting a text message from Elliot, who is sitting three feet away from me. And it's a response to a text from Garen, who must have... Why now? His ears I, were burning. You know what? I didn't. It didn't occur to me that your phones would buzz. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the middle of a commercial. We're in the middle of a commercial. I know. You, you, got, you got this. Uh, each hairy shaving set comes with an ergonomic weighted handle with an option to engrave. Engraved handle? That's a very nice Christmas idea. Or Hanukkah. Little JP on there for me. Okay. What would yours have? MGB. You'd go with the middle? I think when you engrave initials, you want to do the full shot. Do you like, Matt, when you do the initials, I don't like when they put the, uh, like a giant, like in your case, a giant B in the middle oh, and then the M and G on the sides. It, it does. It's my whole life. It's made no sense to me. My parents had like hand towels like that with their whatever on it and i was just like eh, why what that's no. confusing it makes no sense you're you're like as a kid you're just learning how letters go in go a certain a row, order right. and you're like no now we're flipping it this one yeah. goes in the middle now but in your, if for these towels yeah. uh, would it be like uh like a b and then a, a t and an m on each side i'm like trying to remember I, I think it was just my mom's like, like somehow she just had towels with oh. her oh my god she was already had one my, foot out my, the door my, 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 <laughs> see these clues? <laughs> she's like hey, guys, this is on my wish list just uh, in case anyone wants to get me some towels with my own initials on them uh yeah, maybe they each i think they had a set where like one it was like his and hers so like there were ones with hers and one with his you know what i mean i do do you know what his and hers means <laughs> can i spell that out any further <laughs> respond to me <laughs> i'm right here i'm listening you weren't giving me any feedback i got i said yes three thousand times you were just looking at me i'm listening i don't know what you you're going to it was I, his if, and hers if that's what happened i apologize they were his and hers towels i think now i don't know what that means what is that <laughs> one of them had hers i see and one of them had his i see all right towels yep and i've told the story before on this very show about uh when we did the class prophecy in in high school where you, you predict what people will be doing 20 years uh, down the yeah, line yeah. and anybody that had the same last name we 
said, you know, like uh, Matt Belknap and Susie Belknap uh, end up uh, getting married years uh, yeah. and blah, 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 and uh, have matching luggage. Mm-hmm. And so and so and so and so have matching luggage. And there were two twin brothers, Ray and Tony Barrera. And we said, and they end up getting, uh, you know, matching luggage. And uh, guess which two guys didn't enjoy that joke? <laughs> Did someone get punched? <laughs> uh, one of them wanted to, uh, if, out there I said, wanted to go out to the parking lot. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's a uh, I forget what... That's one of those situations, and and, and I'm certainly speaking out of school here, literally, because it's been <laughs> decades. Right. Uh, one's an asshole and one's a good guy. And you don't know which is. I which. don't. I don't. <laughs> and it's not my Sklar Brothers joke where right. I joke. You literally. In this don't. case, there's like people will tell you, "Oh, Ray's a good guy. Tony's an asshole," or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And apparently, hmm. history is there. Right. All right. I wouldn't know. They could both walk in right now. I wouldn't know. All right. And by the way, they both have to walk in. Because, ladies I'm, and gentlemen, please welcome <laughs> the Barreras. Ray and Tony Barrera. <laughs> uh, anyway, here's what you're going to get with Harry's and uh, that weighted handle engraved that we talked about. German engineered five plate cartridges, cartridges that provide a close, comfortable shave, foaming shave gel with a rich ladder. Lather. No ladders included. A travel cover to protect your blades. A handsome holiday gift box. Or just want something for yourself? Hmm. Redeem a Harry's trial offer to experience the quality of shave before committing. Get your holiday shopping done early. Free shipping ends on December twelfth. Yeah. So act now. We have one of those nice boxes, yeah. don't we? Let's let's uh, at least for the Players Club video people, they can see sure. how nice this box looks. Where is it? Did Garen take it home? Maybe. That's oh, his gift. we gave. It, oh, good. We gave it to Garen. Okay. We don't have to give hey, it. Hey, Merry Christmas! We're all set. We're all set. Okay. Enjoy your enjoy your Harry's. It is a beautiful. Anyway, the the box is beautiful. It's yeah. Very 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 nice. Uh, go to harrys.com slash pardo. That is H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash pardo to get the five bucks off a shave set. That is five dollars off a shave set with free shipping if you act before December 12 by going to harrys.com slash pardo. Harry's a better way to shave. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2316. Uh, and again, Michael, my son is sick. So I'm, I, my phone, I'm only looking at occasionally in case my wife needs to. They're at the doctor as they speak. Oh, uh, right. So in case I get a uh, text message uh, of, of, of uh, some sort of urgency. A, a virus or E. coli? He's been dealing with lettuce? You know what? I'm not, I, I, hmm. E. coli is not off the table. Interesting. Not off the table. Well, there's not much you can do for that. Just let nature take its course. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a doctor, but. It's been 12 days. I did play what? Oh, well, I would leave now. Oh, you <laughs> well, yeah. but you just got here, and you live down in don't you? I mean, you're like in Long Beach. Yeah, born and raised. Wow, made and the drive up for you. Thank you. You know, lots of traffic. I left at four. Boy, this four a. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's heavy traffic. But you get stuff done on the drive. I understand. I'm thinking of my ad libs coming in. What will I say to Jimmy? I hope he thinks I'm funny. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, though, honestly. No, the answer I can tell you in advance. No, I do not. <laughs> Look, was no. that your question? No. Go ahead. We're going to be doing all the questions, right? But I want one. Yeah. Just from me to you. Yeah. Honestly. Yes. Who canceled? <laughs> Why am I here? Not one person. Honest to God. He called Not, me Saturday. It was Saturday. I, admittedly. Yeah. Admittedly. And then I'm I, I'm guessing you booked further in advance than that. Uh, generally, the, there are times where we're booked weeks and weeks in advance, and sometimes there are you don't times fill where in we're that. Not. There's something funny going on. Nope. Here. Nope, this was a, uh, I misread the calendar. I, I misread, and by the way, Michael, here's the truth. I didn't, and I got an email today, or text message saying, hey, so-and-so is good to go for today, and I went, I just confirmed another person, oh. and I can't be a well, dickhead and back that well, person Well, let's be out. fair, bigger name? Yeah. Yeah, because there have been many big names here. Yeah. I, Do you want to call them? Do you want to I'm sit gonna, in? Uh, nope. Do you think this will go well enough to where you feel good about this decision? I, I do, because this person will do another day. Hmm. 
and I knew you were in Long Beach, so I couldn't uh, pull the trigger and say, hey, Michael, uh, <laughs> well, turn if around. We're, if we're speaking truth, you yeah. want to know my side of it? Yeah. When you call Saturday. He didn't call, by the way. It's just an email. There's no personal connection with him. <laughs> I mean, how much to pick up a phone, but nothing. Right. Hey, also, would you, would you, I, I don't think you said cancellation. I had an opening. I think you said something like that. And I said, absolutely. Yes. And then I get the follow-up email for directions. And I went, oh, I have to be, I thought it was just going to be over the phone. Why would it be over the phone? Well, a podcast. No, this is, you talk like human beings in person, people. Yeah, says the guy oh. who didn't bother to pick up the phone. <laughs> but, so then I said yes so quickly, thinking I could just be in my home office in a pair of sweats. Oh. And now I got to drive two days to get here. Yeah. <laughs> so this this makes it much more, um, well, what would you say? Uh, important. Yeah. But it's also your choice to live in Long Beach. That, no, let's uh, not get, you've made a decision. Wow. You. That seems pointed it seems <laughs> pejorative seems like there's anger there uh, I would live there too if I could born and raised there and even when I had a couple of steady shows I liked leaving Hollywood whatever it is and coming home to a group of what you know would yes. be considered normal I get it mm-hmm. uh, you know our friend, if uh, I was the biggest name in Long Beach that should tell you who's there <laughs> well you know who is there Wendy McClendon Covey is there Vicki Lawrence is Vicki Lawrence also there when I was hosting Match Game she was a celeb guest and we got to talking about where each of us lives. And she goes, hey, we can carpool. I went, nah. <laughs> <laughs> And not for the reason that sounds sarcastic, but I don't want to, I don't want to chat with a guest before seeing them, sure. certainly on TV or whatever. Well, you want to wait until she has to yeah. fill in that, uh, that gap. Right? She was a great game player. You enjoyed Vicki Lawrence. Oh, great. Do you still see her around the neighborhood? We shop. Where, where do you go? Whole Foods Whole or Foods, uh, Gelson's. Do. You know, and go and screw up the label so they're not all st- straight. <laughs> you and Vicki do that. That's a little job you do. Let me tell you about Vicki Lawrence. Uh, she was such a great game player. And one of our $5,000 bonus round giveaways, it's Vicky and a contestant and myself. And I'm the host of the show. Match game. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, the 90s version. 98. Yeah. Mm. There would have been a 99, but we got canceled. What happened? You, you were only on one season, Mike? Yeah. It seemed like, because it was, it was Gene Rayburn. It seemed longer. Yes, it did. And I mean that complimentary. It was, uh, then was Ross Schaefer was before you. Buddy of mine, yeah. Uh, so it was uh, uh, Rayburn, then Ross Schaefer, then you. We got, you know, in syndication, you know, you kind of get the slot you get until another show gets canceled, then you move into a better slot. In L.A., we were on opposite Oprah. Well, that's not a good spot. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. And then we got moved to 2 o'clock in the morning, and that's a whole other audience that, you know, sees you at the market going, I enjoyed your show. <laughs> My wife is ill, and I need some medicine. <laughs> uh, so I've got Vicki Lawrence and this contestant, and I want them, the hosts, as you know, the hosts want the contestant to win. That's a better show. Yes. And it's uh, Blank House. That's what they have to get. Well, hey, let's, can we play? Let's play along. Let's sure. play along. Blank House. And you know what? Oh, Dude, we're putting money in. Oh, no. boy. Yeah, we're putting oh, money in. Here we go. So I need your what are we best response. Yeah. Are we betting on right, here, do, it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Hang on, Jimmy. wait, let, let this play. Okay. Jimmy, I need your best response. Oh, but there's a music player. Yeah, right here. Oh, that's... yeah, you don't have headphones. Sorry. All right, money. What are, are we betting on what the contestant said? No, we're going to uh, what it is. What the, what the uh, What Vicky said? What Vicky said. We're, we're trying to yeah, we're it, trying it, to match Vicky. Right. In the bonus round, a celeb and you go head to head and if you match. All right, so we're trying to bet uh, we're trying to But this undermines a little bit of where you're headed here because as a host, yeah. <laughs> I, I I do this. Okay, Jimmy? Yes. Um, good luck. I need your best response to White House. Oh, you fucked it up. Oh, you money back. Money back. Money back. I gave the answer because I so wanted you to guess it correctly that it right. was in my head. That and is then so I hear funny. stop and I'm looking around going like, what? What's your problem? And they go, well, you gave the answer. And I went, 
Oh, that's a different show. <laughs> yes, that's is. a much better show when I say, just say what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Might so, be a good name for a show. So you thought White House would be the, uh, you thought that was the best answer. As it turns out, they had to throw out the whole question. We had to start all over again because now. Yeah. Then you have other backups ready to go. Of course they do. They're prepared at the off chance you're Well, you know, in game shows, we shot seven a day. That's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do four and three. You'll love this from a guy who knows audiences. You know, when you when you shoot that many, they bring in two audiences. We do four, lunch break three. And I'm always curious, since I came out of that audience world doing sitcom warm-up and all that, right. who's my crowd? How's the crowd tonight? We shot at CBS. We shot on the same stage. They're doing Price is Right. Hallowed grounds, right? Mm-hmm. So I see them all coming in, and I look at the clipboard, and she goes, oh, uh, yeah, uh, PIP is here, P-I-P. And I thought, oh, postal instant printing. You know, that's going to be our audience. She goes, no, uh, people in progress. Which means? Uh, rehab house. Oh, for three mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. And? Well, the- a lot of twitching in the front, <laughs> yeah. you know. Not as, not as good a crowd as you'd think. I wouldn't think they'd be good at all. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, not even that good. No. So, Jimmy, uh, what were you going to say for Blank House? No, yeah, Blank House. I would have said Brick House. That's oh, that was oh. the first thought. That was my first yeah, thought. Brick House, brick house. house. What else? I also had Brick House as my first thought. I did think Brick House, but I was going to say Play or Playing House, like a Brick House. Isn't that average white brand? Uh, uh, Commodores. Commodores. Sorry. Yeah. Good. Brick House. Mighty mighty, letting it all hang out because he's a brick. Brick. House. I didn't uh, set you up for that. No, you did not. So stop doing it. No. <laughs> Don't like this character. Uh, all right, Michael Berger is here. Uh, Michael, I got to go around the horn. Let me say hello to everybody and uh, welcome everybody in. Michael Berger, of course, as you mentioned, was the host of Match Game, and I, I thought I literally thought you were out for three or four years. I think we did 135 episodes. Well, that's, a, that's yeah. a good number. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Vicky Lawrence was a regular. It's great. For some reason, you guys tried to make Nell Carter sexy. I thought that was a very odd. <laughs> she did that on her own. It was and no. Carter! And she'd run towards the camera, shaking her boobs. It was the weirdest choice. She just had a narrow path to get through. I so. see. George we'll Hamilton was the surprise. He was as he was funnier than than I ever. You and George, thought. George Hamilton. George, yeah. George was wickedly funny, and we didn't chat before. Like we were talking, how I don't want to get to know the stars before they appear. And every show, he'd have something incredibly witty at the top to say. I'd say, "How you doing, George?" And he goes, "Not good. A minor went down." I said, "What?" He goes, the whole side's caving in, you know, <laughs> speaking of himself, yeah, right? Yeah. Falling apart. And, and take after take. And then at, on a break, we would just have George tell us another story about being on the plane with Lyndon Johnson because he was dating his daughter. Jesus. And Lyndon comes up to him and says, son, you going to marry my daughter? <laughs> and George goes, yeah, we didn't see each other after that. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> but he had, you know, I, I, the stories George Hamilton has will fill a couple of books. No, he's not dead. George Hamilton. No, very much alive. Now, that said, the Never Not Funny Curse is going to hit him. That's the perfect name. To, oh, we're going to lose Hamilton in the next 14 days. Take that back. <laughs> you brought him up. I wouldn't have brought up George Hamilton at all. He's a great guy. Although True or False comes up in my stand-up every night, George Hamilton. True oh, really? True. Oh, yeah, uh, you also had uh, who? Uh, you guys had five, right? Correct. Uh, Instead of six, because t- would, logic, please. Well, it's a different time. You know, you have to squeeze one more commercial break in, so the shows now have to be timed differently than they were back in the day. I see. So one less contestant, one less round of questions, a little shorter. Okay. And then, so it was. It was Vicky Lawrence, and then there was a celeb du jour, and then at the other side there, uh, so it was Nell and George. And then there'd be somebody that would float. Judy Tenuta was a regular. Right. So, right. Vicky, Judy, Nell, George, and then a soap opera star or something, perhaps. You also, uh, you know who was on a lot? Vince Champ. Oh. Or was he on the Ross Schaefer years? No, he, he was on the Ross Schaefer no. years. 
My apologies. Vince has got a steady job now. Yes, he does. He's uh, in prison. He's a stand-up oh, comic yeah. that yeah, he was, uh, things got away. Horrible human being. Oh, wow. Turns out he was a horrible human being. Yeah. I knew him back in the cruise ship You days. did? Yeah. I opened for him in Oklahoma once. Wow. And uh, I had a week of horrible shows, and he did his nonsense. Did you start out on sh- ships as well? No, I did not do ships. Yeah. No, sir. No, Oklahoma is uh, landlocked. <laughs> uh, well, they don't sell as many ships out of Oklahoma as yeah. they once did. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a mock-up of a ship. Yeah, the lakes get crowded. Yeah. Uh, I started on ships. That's how it started. What You, as a comedian or as a... Uh, uh, no, it's Julie, the, the, the you know, you, purser. What do you mean? Yes, as a stand-up. As a I comic. thought he could have been the entertainment director. That looks like a fun job. No, it was, it was stand-up on ships, and I was doing comedy telegrams, and somebody spotted me and said, hey, why don't you do ships? and I started doing stand-up on ships. Stop talking for a second. What does comedy telegrams mean? Well, remember singing telegrams? Of course. Well, I started doing stand-up, and you'd hire me, and I'd come in and roast you on your birthday, just like a Rickles act. Wow. And somebody saw that and said, that's pretty funny. You do a little prep before that. They would tell you about, uh, uh, you're going to come in and make fun of John at uh, HR. Mm -hmm. And I'd walk in and make fun of John at HR. All right. So I get on the ship, and I realized quickly that you've got sort of a captive crowd, and you hopefully do well, otherwise they're going to toss you overboard. And I... I, I found the material that was funniest was the stuff that was happening on the ship. Then you start writing around stuff on the ship. Mm-hmm. Things people say, what time's the midnight buffet? Do these stairs go down? All these standard no, cruise ship jokes. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were pulling into Ensenada once, and a woman goes, oh, Ensenada, mountains? How, what elevation are we? No, we're in the water. In the water. Yeah, so <laughs> stuff like that. Pictures are out. You know the pictures they would take on cruises? Mm. I hear a family go, the pictures are out. How do, how do we know which ones are ours? <laughs> DNA. <laughs> so when I got to the point, I could keep 1,500 passengers from going to the buffet, because mm-hmm. I'd go on at midnight at the same time. I thought, well, I'm ready for prime time. Hey, guys, you would go on at midnight? Yeah, you'd do two shows. You'd do an opening night show as part of the big production. Right. And then they'd, they'd let you do your own thing at midnight on the last night. And that was the fun. That was the Rickles. That was the playing with the audience. That was learning really what you were doing. So right. the cruise ships were a great way to kind of learn your craft. Yeah, yeah. But the, the game changer for me was one night the cruise director comes up and says, hey, um, I got other things to do. And this was the 80s, so he meant that as a verb. He goes, can you fill in and do the talent show for me? Can you MC the passenger talent show? And I said, yeah, I'd love that. Now picture this. This was America's Got Talent before America's Got Talent. On steroids, if you will. I had an 85-year-old woman get up and tap dance to the Lord's Prayer. I had stuff that you just had to get out of the way of because mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. So I get up. And uh, we've got 10 people, and I do a little chat, where you're from, what do you do, and turn them loose. Well, that, that moment before, I said, well, this is what I want to do for a living, because I, I got the biggest laughs. <laughs> now, cut to thinking, well, this is funnier than my stand-up. Maybe I should start recording this. I'm doing warm-up. Gosh, we're going back. I'm doing warm-up on a dance show called Dance Fever. Remember that? With Denny Terrio yeah. or? Adrian Zemed. Adrian Zemed. Oh, the yeah. later version. I was a Zemed head. Were you really? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't dislike Adrian. I'm from Chicago. Of course. Great guy. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> Had a hairdresser that followed him around and said, yeah, tie enough. <laughs> <laughs> so during a commercial break, the cue card gal says, hey, NBC is doing a pilot for a game show, and they're looking for new talent, someone unknown, undiscovered. I said, well, that's me. That's my, un- that's my resume. I'm unknown. And I'm, I'm on a ship. I'm so far from land. I'm so far from show business. What right. do I need? She goes, you have a tape? I said, I got a tape. Sure, I have a tape. I have no tape. <laughs> So I'm doing these cruise ships, and I go out, and I put 2500 bucks on my credit card, and I buy that old-school two-piece 
system, you know, with the portable, looks like you're on maneuvers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I drag this on the ship with a tripod and I set it in the back of the room and I start taping every passenger talent show that I'm emceeing and then I just cut it down to, the, to my stuff. Right. And I get this one moment that you pray the camera's rolling. And it was this old guy, we're going back and forth, that he grabs the mic out of my hand and goes, you know, you must be saying something very funny, but I don't get it. Huge laugh. That ends my six-minute demo. And all of these clips, because I haven't done any stand-up worth anything, I have no television shows, so this six-minute demo is just all this cruise ship stuff. This gets sent to the network, and the executive's looking at that, and he brings me in. And he says, first of all, what is this? What am I looking at? Because I would put the camera on tripod, and then it would just be locked down. But the ship was listening. (laughs) (laughs) And you had a mirror ball behind you. This is the 80s, right? But the crowd's on fire because it's midnight, and they all got a couple of pops in them, and they're halfway back from Ensenada. You can sing Star is Born. You know, and you got people from the table that, sure, I'll do it. Well, the last clip on my demo is this old guy. And he said, you know why you're sitting here? And I said, yeah, Mary Steck was nice enough to invite me, you know, and send the tape. And he goes, no. He said, the fact that you didn't come over the top when that old guy got the laugh is the reason you're sitting here. He said, that's the instinct of a host that we want. Right. Make it about them. And I never forgot that and quite honestly still try to work at being better at that where you make them the star. And I thought, this is the gig I want more than stand-up. And that started the hosting trip. Did you get that gig? I did. Great follow-up. We were a very good host. I'm listening. (laughs) The job job shot at NBC. The pilot was called Matchmates. It was for Reg Grundy. I drive up to NBC. I'm literally six spots down from Carson's spot. I walk in. We shoot the show. And the executive, Brian Franz and Jake Talbert, who were presidents of NBC Daytime, said to Bob Noah, this is Reg Grundy's guy, Congratulations. Looks like you got another show on the air. At the time, they had Scrabble and Seattle of the Century on. <laughs> they could, There's nothing to this showbiz thing. I'm, I'm still wet from being out at sea, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And now I'm getting my own show. So the day couldn't have gone better. We were taping across the uh, hall from The Tonight Show. So there's no security at this point. I walk in. I'm sitting next to Gregory Peck. Hello, Michael. You know, and I'm thinking, what a day. Yeah, yeah. Show's in. Carson gives me, I, I and gives me a couple of nods, and yeah. out we go. Long story short, they decide to go with reruns of Family Ties no. instead of that game show. <laughs> oh, no. And it was the beginning of the end of Morning Games. They kind of did a switch, and I caught the tail end of that, which didn't help. Although they did have me hang around. I got a little retainer and stuck around for six months until they developed something else. Yeah. But it, I, it was the great introduction to showbiz, where things don't go as planned. But also do something about your own situation. Yeah. Had I not said, I could say, no, I don't have anything. I did, I, I made something up. You know, I, I did what I could to get something in yeah. front of them. And it paid off. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Uh, speaking of your reel, uh, on your website, uh, it's you. What's the website? Uh, I assume michaelberger.com or is it coloring face? What is it? <laughs> wow, there's no reason to mock. You got a coloring book. I do because, you know, you have to. Like I said, do something about I your own situation. But, I'm about but, to compliment you, so shut up. MikeBurger.com, I think, is what you were headed for. Yeah. Not coloringyourface.com. <laughs> Don't go there. That's a good website as well. That was taken. Uh, <laughs> on your reel, it's, yeah. I want to say it's you doing Family Feud Live. Yeah. And there's a, uh, it's the final, it's the, uh, what, what the F is that called? The, the 
Oh yeah, the, the what, last what's round. What's called? The last round. What is that called, Michael? The the fast money. Yeah, I guess yeah, fast yeah. money. And uh, one woman's on a cane, can barely walk. Oh yeah. And the producers, you go, okay. So what do we do here? Assuming, let's have the woman that can't move stay here. Well, and it was the mother off. and her. It was the, the they were sisters. Oh, okay, that's what it was. And it, this poor gal had a cane to get around. And normally, you send one backstage, you keep one. Yeah. And they get the one that can't move up and out. They, 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 okay, we're going to send you. And then Michael says, and it made, it made me blurt laugh as I was watching it. I go, whatever's less convenient for you. <laughs> True. And it was so wonderful. Like, oh, God. You know it. what's great about that show is that it was, in fact, live. And we did it at these casinos and showrooms around the country. But they put together instant families just on a bingo draw. Oh, ball is that right? Draw. Whoa. So it's two families playing Family Feud instant. So you're with a group of people you don't it know. It could be us. Like, literally, they, they pulled your That's name, his name, his name. And it was always the bourbon family versus the whatever family, right? But ah. the families were made up, and they've known each other nine seconds. Ah. <laughs> so that's why people would say... What a good answer, Jimmy. What an idiot. You know, people yelling and mocking each other because <laughs> there was money at stake. But that became another dimension of the show. Uh, back in 2000, I hosted Wheel of Fortune Live. We did the same thing. We did it in Vegas, and we pulled contestants, because it's Vegas, just on a number draw, mm-hmm. your ticket number, which meant you had people that weren't prepared for Wheel of Fortune. They weren't screened. Yes. They couldn't mm-hmm. spell. Maybe they didn't speak English. Maybe they were otherwise compromised. Yeah. Right? And we had a puzzle <laughs> there. Spy, and the puzzle was cassette deck. And every letter was turned but the C. And so it goes to this gal who just can't figure it out. And she worked, uh, what did she do for a living? She worked um, with a pole. She said that. She goes, I work with a pole. She did. She, she thought that stripper was inappropriate for Vegas. So oh, that's what I she should, was, right? I actually went to a pole. Right. I, I didn't know either. Would you like to solve the puzzle? She goes, asset deck? <laughs> it goes to the next person. And the woman goes, cassette deck. You're an idiot. Turn to the woman. I got it wrong. So you had the fun of yeah, people not being prepared. Uh, and are you still doing those? You're still going and doing the, the live? No, I did them for a while. Honestly, I did Prices Right for that long run. A handful of us were doing it, hoping we'd get tapped to take over when. Right. And when that time came, ultimately, they wanted to go with somebody that didn't look like Bob Barker. That wasn't going to remind them, which clearly I was more in that mold than anyone else. And they and they gave Drew Carey the gig. Yeah, they went with the sitcom star. I know. Over the seasoned professionals, like a Michael Berger or a Todd Newton. Yeah, there were a handful of us. George Hamilton was actually in the mix on that. George was also mm-hmm. in there. His leathery skin face. Well, <laughs> he's, he looks better in person than you think. Yeah. Well, I'm watching But, you TV. know, <laughs> that shows you how great a game that is. Family Feud's another example of that. Hosts can't kill that show. Right. They've had five or six. So when you get a great format, these shows stick around. And there's been some clunkers with Feud. There's been... Richard uh, Karn, maybe? Well, you, listen, you said, I mean, I don't... Uh, he's a friend of the show, and he, I think he's terrific on that tool time. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's great. Uh, why? Why was it ever him? Why was it ever Richard Karn? Well, I think you make a good point. You know, the networks will look at the people that people watch and think, well, they can they can host a show. You and I have been at the other end of this decision many, many times mm-hmm. where they want a name. Then they think, well, they can bring those viewers over. I once had an executive say to me, and I'm approaching 40 at this point. She goes, Michael, I know who you are. She goes, we know your work. She goes, but we're going to hire the person that looks like the person we want watching. And I said, well, I can be a lot of things, but a 22-year-old woman isn't one of them. <laughs> Halloween, maybe once, twice, but everybody was doing it then. Sure, it was a different time. So they went another way. That happens. 
it's, well. What are you going to do? Sit in a corner and rock, put a blanket in my legs and roll me into the light, whine about it? No, you do something with your career. Yeah, I, I do that podcast. little funny book that you can't even get out. Uh, don't even get to it. Let's talk about other stuff first. We've got things to do, <laughs> don't we? I, I, I blocked out two hours for you because this drive took four. Well, <laughs> luckily you won't stop talking, so we're going to need the full two hours. Ah, that's a beautiful thing for a host to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all right, let me go around. Let me say uh, check in with Garrett Cockroach over there at the Pop Culture Beast Info Desk, sponsored by Dogpile.com. Garen, how was Thanksgiving? That was good. Went over to my friend's house. His what, mom cooked for us. What'd you, you have a, what'd you have? A turkey? Made a turkey. Mm-hmm. Made a bird. Stop it. <laughs> Potatoes, <laughs> green beans. The whole shot. Yeah, whatever that song is, I think that was all represented. What turkey song? and green beans? Yeah. yeah. Is that a it song? Is. I don't it know. You never heard that, seen that video of the preacher lady rattling off foods you would have on Thanksgiving? No. Mm-mm. No. Oh, man. No. You have an access that we don't have on your computer there. You're going to the dark web. I don't even know <laughs> how to search for this. The turkey and green bean part. I don't so know true. that at all. Some uh, preacher lady? Yeah, she's like a preacher lady. I'll go so far as to say I don't want to know it. <laughs> is it, oh, here is it, it is. a song by Paula Dean? No. Here, here it is. You're very nice. <laughs> That's Michael Berger giving you the most patronizing laugh I've ever heard in my life. I'll take that it. wasn't even a laugh. That was something else. <laughs> I'm a little dyspeptic after hearing about turkey and green beans. <laughs> wow. Oh. Well, that is. That's fun. It is fun. So basically we had that. All right. Uh, and then any movies? Any movies, Garen? Uh, I uh, ended up seeing. Well, I saw the front runner. So, and your thoughts on the front runner? It, you're you're right. It, it's it's fine. It's a, it's a little infuriating because that's when the news changed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize that. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. It's fine. Oh, the Gary Hart yeah. Yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's worth seeing. And then I saw Instant Family. But you raved about that. On, I loved it on Twitter. Huh. Loved it. Okay. Huh. Was expecting it to be. I don't know. Awful. Yeah, but it's funny. There's some good. Did you see Creed two? No, it's selling out like crazy. Loved it. Can't even get into it. Loved it. Really? Oh my boy. Oh goodness. I uh, my wife and son went in to see the uh, Harry Potter. Thing. What is that? Yeah, the Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, they went to see that. So I went. To, and I went to see Creed two, and uh, chills, sobbed. Oh boy. It, it did everything it did everything a Rocky movie is supposed to do mm-hmm. it got me oh, wow. do you, do you normally it. cry in a movie oh I, I, I cried I've never cried harder than The Bucket List you ever see that movie no. <laughs> boy did no. I sob at that movie no I, The Bucket List is that what it's called yeah yeah with Jack Nicholson with Jack Nicholson oh and Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman. Yeah. yeah I was thinking of The Notebook that that got to me with oh, James yeah. Garner at the end and his wife is suffering from dementia never Ooh, saw The Notebook boy. yikes did you just ruin it no. I'm never going to see it. What am I worried about? <laughs> uh, no, I cry. Are you a crier at movies? I, I, some will I, tear I, up. Yeah, some will, some will get to me, sure. But I won't see movies. I don't want to see movies about the devil. I don't want to see a, a tire swing do this in a, in a yard because I know something's <laughs> going to happen right after that. Right. And then they do that, you know, that push zoom. Shoot I don't me. want any of that. Okay. So what do you like? You I like documentaries. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah. Love a documentary. Mm-hmm. We just watched the one uh, Rachel Maddow hosted. Uh, uh, MSNBC special about LBJ, about LBJ and Richard Nixon, and there's another theme song playing right now. Michael, hold on. <laughs> Turns out you do need headphones. <laughs> Got a lot of songs today. All right, off. Be all this, it's, what's it's my over. line stuff going down? Where I gotta, <laughs> I'm in a booth. Um, it's already over. You want to play it again? Play it, play it again. Oh, <laughs> some brand new headphones. Are they really? Yeah. Remember the other ones, bro? Oh, yeah. By the time you get some other one, it's going to I want it to the left or the right. Yeah, it's a, you have to turn that one around. 
Here we go. There you got it. All right. Come on. Oliver Hardy. Let's go. <laughs> on Stan Laurel. Let's do it a bit. I know you are. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. I was now, it's over. So the song is already over. <laughs> yeah. You fuddled around so long. I thought that was uh, the bit. Anyhow, Rich yes. Matter hosted it's, uh, it's Richard Nixon basically uh, uh, being a traitor to our country uh, in, uh, to st- uh, to stop peace in Vietnam mm-hmm. uh, so that he could win the presidency, oh. and it worked. Oh. And it, it worked. Wow. But uh, we just watched that the other night. It was uh, very interesting. Oh, was that betrayal? Yeah, betrayal. Betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. Any Vietnam thing I'm in on. I'm in on any you Vietnam. You got to go back to really? remember what, what it was like when you were there. I mean, well, you know, you know, I fought for this country. I'm a patriot, Michael. You don't I know. didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I went, to, I went to Nam in 93 as a chaperone for a school field trip. <laughs> and uh, you don't know the hell I saw there. The hell I saw there, Michael. <laughs> this is doing, this he's, doing his, he's doing his act. I'm literally yeah, doing my act. Just for you. No, I've seen the act. I know what this is. <laughs> How dare you. Um... <laughs> Have you seen, I posted this on Twitter, there's the, uh, the uh, not the Elton John commercial, which also brings you to tears, mm. the commercial with the guy uh, dancing with his uh, kid to uh, Red Bones, Come and Get Your Love. Have you seen that commercial? No. no. Look at it. You need to start, to, I don't know how what format this will take, but you need to be like a, like almost like an MTV VJ, but for commercials that you love, that you're always bringing up what it's, moves you to tears. That takes me back to the little daughter that was dancing on her, her father's foot. On his shoes mm-hmm. for yes. the Kodak, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Remember when Paul Anka wrote that song, um, Having My Baby? Mm-hmm. And well, I wasn't alive, but I... <laughs> yes, you were. You served in Nam. You were 50. <laughs> You're 70 now. <laughs> they actually, there was such pushback on that song, Having My Baby, that he had a re... He changed the pronoun there, Having Our Baby, because he got pushback. Is that, that true? Mm-hmm. Having Our Baby. Mm-hmm. What, what do you say? How much you thinking of me or something? It was very uh, again sexist at the time. No, that, yeah, Hank yeah. Is, uh, by all different accounts, time. Not a good guy. Also, not a nice man. Well, like, we're not here to mock people, are we? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You took down Richard Carn unnecessarily. Carn <laughs> got hurt in this. Hmm. Now we're quiet. Now, uh, now oh, the cast got to it. Like that was a t- that was a tag team effort. I think it's really. okay to. to have our favorites as hosts. Yes, you know? of course. There's nothing wrong with that. I like your positive spin on it. Uh, anyway, this is a commercial for a cell phone, I believe I want to say in Sweden or something. Okay. Uh, or it could be Germany. Uh, so you didn't see this on TV. No, no, no. So you it, somebody, it out on the somebody posted it on the uh, World Wide Web. Okay. I then sobbed like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then somebody goes, uh, Do you have, I said, second commercial will get me in the last week. Do you have time for a third? And the third one, Danielle walked in and literally thought I was falling apart. <laughs> I was banging on the desk and just wow. it, it, it is a commercial where I, I'll just I'll give it away. It's a young man who then by the end of it is listening to tapes his mother made when she was alive. Oh, Michael, you don't know this. My mother passed away on New Year's Eve. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Thank you. Um, and so uh, then somebody on Twitter said, Jimmy. Have Danielle watch this before you watch it. I saw that after mm-hmm. I had watched it. And so it's about a mother recording messages to her grown son. Oh, my God. And him listening every Christmas to a tape. Oh, and man. it is. Like, again, I, Danielle walked in. Are you okay? I'm like, I'm not. I am not okay. My mom passed away uh, 10 years ago oh. now. And we're a very close family. There's four of us. And when she was in the hospice care at the hospital and at that moment where they can predict, they can say she's going to go tonight or whatever. Yeah. We gathered the whole family around and in the hospital, we're, we're all there. And one of the things we would do as a family is get this great pizza from a place a couple miles away. Fiorito's Pizza, which is no longer there. And mom loved throwing a party. So we, we got pizza and we brought pizza into the room on the night she passed. She wasn't alert at the time. She was sedated. 
and we all had pizza as if the party had continued. Yeah. And my sister and I stayed after. The rest of the family left, and the nurse came in and said, by the way, her blood pressure and respiratory has dropped now that everyone's gone. She goes, she was very much with you at the time. Really? Celebrating the pizza and all that. So I would never underestimate the power of something bigger than us yeah. saying, yeah, we got you. We're there. We hear you. That's mm. wonderful. Yeah. Wow. And your dad, is your dad still with us? Dad passed, dad passed in 82. Oh, geez. Yeah. At so you were 65. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, he was, he was the guy that was both mom and dad were really supportive of all that, you know, the class clown stuff, all that traditional stuff. I remember being at a young age, three, four, seventh grade, whatever it is, thinking, I think the teacher's losing the room. I'd say that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gotta do something to lighten this group up. And then I would say something, I think, you know, fifth grade intelligent ad lib kind of thing. And the teacher would say, Michael, if you think it's so funny, why don't you get up and share it? I got up and did 10. Yeah. <laughs> Went to recess, I said there'd be an afternoon show. Right. Trade some lunch money, get a good seat, that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. I've always found that, I mean, that I'm sure you're the same, right? Make a crowd laugh, we of like course. that. Yes. I was never the class clown. I always like to say I'm the guy that uh, let the class clown do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. I would then make one sarcastic comment and get right there laugh. with you. Yeah. Get the aside. My dad was a teacher, as it was my mom and aunts and uncles. So I had this built in respect for them thinking, oh, I really don't want to get in trouble. But how far can we take it? Yeah. And that like a good host, you know, you get a line in, get out of the way. Yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of something that we did from the beginning. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Uh, all right, Michael Berger is here. Michael's got these books out. Uh, LA will check in on you in 10 seconds. That's but let me, all right. Let me I'll mention the books here. Ah, my fucking shoulder. Damn it. What'd you do? Oh, my, Rotator? You don't have time. No, I do. Well, wait, hold on. If it cuts into my time, I <laughs> But if you can give me a quick idea of how your shoulder Here's is. Here's the thing. I could, go, I could golf, pain-free. Lifting this is excruciating. Jesus. Oh, well, that's more serious than you think. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just had an epidural in my. I, I, uh, really? While I was here? Because I would have spotted that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean previous when you say I just had? Yeah. Uh, yeah, mm. not today. Uh, absolutely necessary. Bulletproof tactics that will put you in high demand. Oh, your buddy, Ross, you mentioned Ross Schaefer. Yeah, you Ross. And Ross uh, co wrote it. But he does a lot of that. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, self help, uh, corporate sort of. Uh, yeah, gigs, not self help, right? but, but yeah, um, figuring out what's wrong with your business and how to fix it. Okay. And Ross got an early, early jump on this. Ross, as you know, contemporary, kind of saw the handwriting on the wall. He came up with Letterman and Seinfeld and said, maybe I'm not as funny as them. Maybe I should consider doing other things. But that skill of a comic still was very much in tune. So he started speaking on the corporate circuit, weaving stand-up in, but also giving insight and, and wisdom along the way and has become the go-to guy. He really is, isn't he? He really is very successful yeah. at it. And I introduced him to the woman he wound up marrying. They were both at my party. And independently, they came up and said, who's that? And they've been married 15 years now. But Ross said to me about five, six years ago, he goes, you got a lot of free time, which is true, because we don't work steady. Right. He goes, why don't you kind of do what I do? And I said, well, I don't think I could do that, Ross. And he goes, I'm sure you can. <laughs> he said, it's not about telling jokes, but it's about taking what we know and overlaying it on how that might help them. Regardless of what business you're in, if you don't innovate, if you don't adapt, you're looking at two books I wrote because I had to, right? Because right. are you going to wait for the next show to come about or are you going to do something that makes yourself hireable so that's that spawned that so ross and i wrote that together and it's insights on how to stay necessary what do you do when you get no how many no's have we had in our business three thousand there are one hundred and eighty-five thousand members of the screen actors guild at any given moment there's an 85 percent unemployment rate of the 15 percent that work one percent make a hundred thousand dollars a year or more so that's not exclusive to showbiz. How many businesses succeed and fail? How many people in their line of work get no? 
my theory is you leverage into it. If you quit every time you got no, if you if you don't let the no paralyze you, now we're getting into a little self-help kind of touchy-feely yeah, stuff. Yeah. But, but I honestly believe that, that you got to do something about it because no one else is going to. Yeah, but again, I think you have the thick skin because of the business we chose. I think if you're out in the corporate world, maybe you don't have that same, because you're not used to getting no as often as we are. Well, we're, sales, we're told no. sales, sales, guys, you're right. Certainly. Ross has the great, greatest line about that. He goes, if you don't like change, you're going to hate extinction. Wow. And Will Schreiner has the other great line about the business. He goes, I just had a great audition. It's down to me and the guy who's going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Will Schreiner, a a kid's brother. That's right. Ken Schreiner. But we're all going through that. And what are we going to do about it? You do do something. And now the coloring book that you're holding actually kind of started with visiting mom in a nursing home. And I walked in and they were handing her a balloon elephant coloring book. And I thought, this is so sad. I said, we can do better than that. So what what I did is I took 52 of the smartest things anyone's ever said since the beginning of time. Okay. I mean, I'm quoting back to the Bible and present day. And I took that quote and I buried it in artwork. So as you as you color, you discover the quote. Oh, that's oh, great. Cool. And then I attached a worksheet on the back of that. So there are 52 worksheets. So a corporate audience or a nursing home or even a elementary school will take this and there's a definition of the quote, ask you three questions about the quote, and then it gives you a little Oprah Super Sunday of how do I apply this to my life piece of advice. So you are, so are you going out and doing corporate uh, oh, yeah. talking and, and all that? That's what fills in the, in between the, the audition and the TV stuff, such, sure. Yeah. Uh, and I love doing it, because I, I once had a corporate guy who goes, oh, these are pretty tough audiences, do you think you can do an hour and a half? I said, I did five hours in front of Mr. Belvedere's audience. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're good to go. And I can hold a crowd. How is, uh, now you, uh, you and I talked about this recently when we uh, went to- uh, Books are available on the website. Batch Game Live. Uh, Books are available on the website. I heard you the first nine times. Uh, Michaelberger.com. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter now. Now that I know that you're not in, even in this. Links uh, to the books on Amazon are in the notes. Yeah. If you if you you can get them on Amazon, but you get them from me, then I'll autograph them and, and they're less because Amazon takes 40% off the top. Is that true? Mm-hmm. So they're cheaper on your website mm-hmm. and uh, and then you'll uh, also autograph them. And I'm upset that the stock and all the FANG stocks have dropped, so I'm not happy with Bezos <clears> or anybody at this moment. You, you'll sign them. Will you also color them in for me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I hate work. I don't want to do it. Well, you make a good point because what I did in addition to the book is I did a video version of it. Mm-hmm. So there are 20, the 25 quotes you will see on the video side of the book come to life. You'll see them colored in mm. and then you can use these video quotes as a way to conduct your team meeting. You mm. just push pause and play because you can download all of these as separate quotes. Yeah, yeah. So then they can. And is it if, you coloring it on the thing? What, Bob Ross style? No. <laughs> Good <laughs> reference. No, but I am hosting it. I'm setting it up. So I'm your virtual host. If you don't want to bring me in to host this and run your team meeting, you can have it done by me vis-a-vis video and that that kind of speaks to oh i get to host again right yeah, yeah this is all something that we never want to give up we love doing it well we love the host we, it's the interacting uh, it really is that's what i you know, love more about it it's, it's, you know johnny carson's quote about that was when his show was coming to an end and they said why were you so successful and his profound statement he goes i never try to be the best guest on my own show hmm. isn't that the truth yeah and he proved it he I did went. We keep going back to how great he was, but I think he did set the mark. You know, my wife, and this, uh, she may be upset with me, but I've been watching it uh, like crazy on Get TV. Sure. And uh, she doesn't see it. She doesn't see it. How old is your wife, if I may ask? She's 17. But, uh, <laughs> wow. She's in her 40s. 
Uh, but she doesn't. She doesn't see the magic that uh, that you do. I do. It's a different pace. That's for sure. It is slow. So I get that. It is slow, and a lot of times the guests are painfully boring. They are. And then uh, I think we've now expect we expect more. We expect something quicker. We have a. We live in an instant gratification yeah. now culture where we don't want to wait. And everything's produced. I mean, when it comes to talk show, everything's produced too. Like everything yeah. is basically setting you up. Uh, for a, a story with a payoff, whereas Johnny would just go, uh, hey, you okay, you, you do your own laundry? And the guy, you'd see Robert Blake, Robert Blake is a bad example because he would be funny and make it stupid. Yes. Uh, but some actress from a soap opera would go, I don't But I found that, you know, when I, I hosted Mike and Maddie, we were right. morning daytime and they would pre-interview the guests and they would come in and here's a little peel behind the curtain. On a morning talk show, they will pre-interview the guests the night before. And then the idea is this celebrity will then spit out the same answers they gave the night before. And just behind the camera is the segment producer with the cue cards waving to get you to ask that question to set them up. And this just goes to show you how important listening is and maybe that trumps anything else. Because she wants me to ask Robert Goulet this question that came up. And what she didn't hear was Robert was talking about his father on his deathbed said, son, you're meant to sing, do that. And she's going, yeah, but what about the tree he lost in the fire? You don't get, <laughs> no. You can't go to that. No. The, the worst example of that, I mean, you might remember this, and I've talked about it before, is Arsenio Hall had Chuck Woolery on and before Chuck well, went this crazy. Is, uh, <laughs> this is, you know, years and years well, ago. Well, he's no Richard Karn. Uh, <laughs> no, well, I, I don't know Richard Karn's leanings. I know that Chuck has gone Looney Tune. I don't uh, know that. Oh, oh, you don't? No. Oh, go to his Twitter. He's, okay. He's out of his gourd. Um, anyhow, Chuck is on, and and he's talking about his son dying on a motorcycle accident. Oh, and Arsenio is like, yeah, yeah. Tell me about when the people hate each oh. other on the date. Oh. That was his follow-up. <laughs> oh no, didn't hear a word he just said. Ch- I mean, yeah, yeah. Gotta listen. I'm sorry, Arsenio. Should be part of it. All right, let's take another break. Yeah, really. We'll be back. Uh, let me uh, show the books again before we take another break. Uh, this is the the comic book is called the Comic Coloring Book, <laughs> Coloring Your Way to Success uh, by Michael Berger. Uh, again, there are great quotes in there though that really. I mean, you do get one of my favorites is it's okay to look back, but a waste of time to stare. Hmm. Who said that? About I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the greats. Oh, yeah, from the Bible to the modern day. We There's another that. modesty quote in there somewhere. Uh, and then the other one, absolutely necessary. This is uh, uh, Ross Schaefer. And I guess Michael's got a page or two in here there's as a, well. There's a business quote in there about it, it's uh, be nice to the people on the way up because you're going to meet them on the way down. Right. And the, the emphasis of that is a guy a guy's having a lunch meeting looking to hire this person coming in for a nice big salary job. So the owner of this company is sitting there and he can see his prospective employee come through the door and he notices how rude this future job applicant is to the hostess and by the time he sat down he had lost the job yeah yeah yeah. so be nice to those people be right? nice to everybody yeah. you know what's the harm in being mean to anybody i'm or a no, big believer I'm a <laughs> <laughs> i know you're pressed for time but We're if not. i don't remember this now then i won't remember it at all i buy a new car last year a nice car a german car still has the dealer sticker on the windshield i come through a starbucks and there's a car in front of me the type of car that gets T-boned or tax stripped and rolls over. It's a getaway car. Nothing about this car looks safe. And I'm probably inhaling some sort of Knox fumes as I'm behind it. Kids jumping around. That car moves forward. I move forward. I get my uh, grande latte. By the way, never say large. They get very upset. Okay. Mm. Got a large. Grande. Did you mean grande? That never happens in any other profession. It does not. Doc, I have a little pain here. You mean massive myocardial infarction? Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) So I get this and he goes... um, we're all going it's to paid for. Today. 
So what? <laughs> I said, like, am I the thousand? He goes, no, the woman ahead of you paid for it. Oh. Now, this woman doesn't know me. She's never met me. I've, we've never made eye contact. She goes ahead. And I'm trying to, I want to catch up to this woman now. And I had a nice car, new car. And she had this old beater. Judging a book by its cover, you were. She just did it to be nice. I've told this story now for a year. I, I mentioned that in my corporate audiences about how nice it is to be nice to someone else, not looking for anything in return. Yeah. That, that story stuck with me. What happens when you, like, how do you do that? Because I've never done that, but I like the idea. How do you pay for the next person's thing and make sure that they didn't, like, order, like, $300 worth of coffee? I that's guess a, that's a that's a, oh. a lot of coffee, but... Well, now you're sort of parsing <laughs> your generosity, <laughs> I'm, which I'm a little worried maybe, about. I, I don't want to get caught... Uh, well, I think you're taking the whole thing um, with a really negative <laughs> approach. Either, either you're going to do something nice and go all, right. all in. Yeah. You're at Starbucks. What's the worst that can happen? You're That's out 10. True. I don't go to Starbucks. You're so. not going to Morton <laughs> saying, I'll pick up his prime. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. The worst that could happen at a drive-thru is I'd like, like to buy that. And, or I wonder, That's a good point, though. Does she say... Well, he's only got you covered to four thirty-five. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you do you broach like? He got hey, how much pumps of espresso? You're at seven and six. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not going to Morton's getting prime. I like that. <laughs> right? Some Beverly Hills asshole talking. Uh, I was Is that me. You make yes! a reference to me. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Michael Berger is on Facebook. He's not on Twitter, but he is on Facebook. So look him up there. He will accept your friend request, I'm told. But uh, more importantly, go to michaelberger.com. That's B-U-R-G-E-R. Not an E, but a U. And uh, that's where you can find uh, links to buy his... Well, you can just buy his books right from there. One of them is called Absolutely Necessary. And the other is Coloring Your Way to Success, which uh, I think is a really cool idea. It's great for kids. It's great for adults who are trying to uh, motivate themselves to improve their business or maybe even their life so check that out at michaelberger.com jimmy pardo is going to be doing stand-up comedy on new year's eve at the catfish bend casino in burlington iowa he is also going to be doing stand-up comedy at uh, bloomington's the comedy attic that's january 25th and 26th which segues nicely right into our never not funny dates uh we're doing never not funny live at the comedy attic in bloomington on the 27th of january that is a matinee show. And I believe, are there package deals available if you want to go to a stand-up show and the podcast? So yeah, save a little money if you want to see Jimmy do stand-up and go to the podcast taping on know. Sunday. He doesn't know. But you know what? I bet if you ask Jared nicely, he'll uh, he'll hook you up. So uh, go to the Comedy Attic website or uh, go to nevernotfunny.com. Click the tour link and uh, that'll get you sorted. But before that, we're actually going to be at Scan, 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 San Francisco Sketch Fest. That is January 11th and 12th. We're doing Playing Games Live with our special guest Lauren Ash on the night of the 11th. And then we're doing a matinee show of Never Not Funny Live with John Ross Bowie, another one of our great friends. Uh, both uh, are going to be great. I promise you that. And if you're in the San Francisco area on that weekend, please join us. Go to sfsketchfest.com for those tickets. Or once again, just go to nevernotfunny.com, click the tour link, and enjoy. Hey, whether you have a small business or a big business, we know that uh, finding the right crew to surround yourself with is not easy to do. Well, here's a way to make that a little bit easier for you. Thank you to our friends, Zip Recruiter. Zip, zip. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo is the way to try ZipRecruiter right now for free. Just head over there. You know what? Even if you're not hiring, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. Just take a look at that. Just yeah, if you always had an idea of like, I, you know, I could I could start a small business, mm-hmm. maybe hire a couple of people, we could, you know, get this thing off the ground. Get let's, let's make some widgets. Just go on there and see how easy it would be to hire the people you would need. What do you need? Like a an accountant? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. You need a personal assistant? I do. You need a I, well, I don't know, like a graphic designer maybe? I do. Okay. Well, wait, are you are you starting a business? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my God, what is it? I should tell you that. I, by the way, I have all three of those things. Yes. I said I do two, three things I actually do not need at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I am starting a business. I am selling bike chains. Oh. Strictly bike chains. Just the chain. Bikechains.com. Huh. It's my business. Are you manufacturing them yourself? I've got a team. Oh. Got a team of folks. Where'd you uh, find those people? ZipRecruiter.com. Uh, yeah. You went on, you've said, look, I'm looking for yeah. uh, metal, metal, what are the, what's that called? A metal worker? Um, Someone who- ZipRecruiter knows how to find the people they that forge, for. They forge the, the pieces that you then mm-hmm. put together into a chain. I got a, a nice group of kids out in the garage making these things. Okay. Good, um, luck, good, good luck to you. And uh, by the way, if there is such a thing as bikechain.com, uh, I don't own that. <laughs> so don't, don't write the owner of that. That's your competitor. Thinking that it's me. What did I say? No, no, I don't know. I'm just saying in real life, that's your competitor. Uh, yes. So do not go there. Don't, don't support him. Don't not go there. And do not send that person emails uh, <laughs> thinking that you're writing me and having fun. Uh, I don't even know if it's a real thing. Uh, it but, probably is. But it probably is. And you know what? I think i got to get into the bike chain game. Yeah, you do. Uh, the way to do that is through ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, ZipRecruiter is the way to do it. Once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. Like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits... The SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, not the other thing that I've been saying. (laughs) Right. That's When you go on and on about Shopify, you you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, and then people would say, well, why why is he talking about POS? Like, what? Yeah. They didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up. And then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah as much as you rave about it you don't want to know about i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh, the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh, that's everywhere you go. Seem to be in a very festive mood. And you, what, Matt? You just seem to be in a very festive mood. Well, it's hard not to be in a good mood when the holidays are right around the corner and I'm able to show off my shiny white choppers. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing when you think about the perfect gift, you're probably not thinking about an electric toothbrush. But the Quip electric toothbrush is one of the most gifted guide gifts of the season. 
that can't be the copy That's at all. Not a sentence, <laughs> but I know what you're getting at. So it's it's this quip toothbrush you're speaking of has landed on a lot of these lists. Thank you, Matt. Uh, like a lot of different magazines and uh, websites, they like to make lists of, hey, the, here's a gift guide for you right. this season. Here's your electronics. Here's your uh, right. And the quip sounds like the quip has ended up on a lot of these lists. It's it, I'm told it's uh, it's one of the most gift guided gifts of the season. That's that makes this sense. This is on them. That's well, on them. Yeah, no one says the most gift guided. That's that's like a now I'm I, thinking of missiles. I like your words. I like uh, it, it's landed on a lot of gift guides. Yes, uh, which makes sense because it's fantastic, and I think a lot of people. Uh, it's a relatively new thing, and so people, you know, the word is still spreading about Quip. Uh, we're doing our part to tell people about it, but what the, that makes it a good gift because you could give it to someone who's never heard of it, and they go, what is this now? Right. Oh, it's a subscription electric toothbrush service where you get a new brush head every three months, and you're on your way to whiter teeth. And a cleaner mouth. Yeah. Yeah, clean it up, filth. Seriously. Anyway, it's perfect for anyone. Speaking of mouths, this is the perfect gift for anyone that has one, mm-hmm. and it's something they're going to use twice a day. Plus, with a multi-use cover that mounts to mirrors. By the way, I just I discovered on the Equip website uh, that you could buy uh, extra covers. Oh. Uh, so if you want one to just stay on your mirror or wall in your bathroom at home, and then keep one in the dit case for your travel, that's a good idea. The dop kit. Yeah. Um, uh, I say dit bag. You say dop kit. Tomato, tomato. Huh? I know Shit. you were in the service. So. Uh, I love this country. Uh, Quip makes holiday travels clean and easy, baby. It has sensitive uh, sonic vibrations, gentle enough for sensitive gums. Better yet, the built-in timer pulses to remind you when to switch sides. You know what's crazy? What's up, bud? Maybe this is, uh, I don't know if you can relate to this at all. I was convinced that the timer was too short because I was like, especially the first the first of the four quadrants yeah. i would start and i'd be like that was way too quick so i was like i'm gonna time this thing i timed it it is exactly 30 30 30 30 like it was ridiculous i was like why why do i always feel like it goes too fast but i think that speaks to how great this toothbrush is because it, it goes by before you even know it and then you're done and you got a dentist uh, approved clean mouth well it also points out matt that uh you know our whole lives we're told to you know take time to brush your teeth two yeah. minutes isn't very long no it's very easy um so I, all that said the fact that you had to do that own uh, that time test yourself yeah apologize to quip right now please i apologize i should not have doubted you Thank quip you. why would i ever think that you had a faulty timer well i don't want you guys to doubt quip either uh matt loves it i love it oliver loves it we still gotta get danielle one i know you're uh lisa and zoe love theirs they do uh they have five thousand verified five star reviews damn it looks like a big ticket tech gift with a stocking stuffer price starting at just 25 bucks if you go to getquip.com slash Pardo right now, that is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Pardo, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. But you don't have to tell your gifty that. No. Keep them in the dark, dummies. <laughs> that is your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Pardo, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Pardo. Get Quip! Quip! A better way to brush, you dummies. Hey everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2316. Uh, I'm sorry, 2316, what does that mean? That means it's a 23rd season, 16th episode of that season. It's This is your 23rd year? No, 
TV, uh, two a year. So it's our third. We're going into our third. Oh, like Survivor. Year. When you hear they've been on twenty yes. years, it's not exactly that. So how long officially for those that just can't follow the numbers? Uh, we are. It'll be thirteen years in wow. March. Yeah, April. April. Wow. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you very much. I mean, you really you're one of the leaders in this field, right? You hear people. Everybody wants to do a podcast. Yeah. Jimmy's been doing it for thirteen years. Yeah, we were doing it when people made fun of us for doing one, <laughs> and now people make fun of us for doing one because everybody. Has I saw one. an early one, and it looked like you were on some sofa. Couch in the Studio City with you know a pair of you know yeah it didn't was, look appropriate that was our old studio that oh. was uh, how long have you had this what are we here four years now? four years I think four years yeah. here yeah. well they should people should combine this is impressive well it's not a tour they're not, a lot of <laughs> <laughs> it's not an open door policy here this is, is going to keep you from them breaking through I don't because uh, people want authenticity they want to see what it's really like. And then you say you can't come by? I don't. Uh, they can donate to charity, and then they're allowed to sit in with us, Michael. That's all. Oh, well, that's better. Yeah. Like I had to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Giving Tuesday. Uh, tomorrow. Buy you? my Starbucks. Yeah. Come uh, talk to Jimmy. Right? You're a good, you're a good man. <laughs> and what is it with the never what? not? What's with the double negative? Uh, it was a phrase I was saying quite a bit uh, when we uh, named the show. I, uh, that that is never not funny. That a little that there is Shakespeare. Never not funny. A little uh, oh, tip to you're being way too kind. <laughs> Attenborough, you know Attenborough, yeah. the BBC guy just got renewed for another Richard Attenborough. Is it Richard Attenborough? Yes. Is that the director? No, this is the Attenborough, the the BBC yeah, guy okay. that's like ninety. Oh, yeah, I was going to say he's got one of those voices David that's it's so soothing and yet informational. The giant sea tortoise lumbers on land, but is graceful at sea. The spiny lobster combs the bottom of the ocean floor in search of its prey. Its powerful claws of death are no match for the mighty propeller of the Calypso. You know, so something like yeah. How did, you, how did you feel about the Foley work that was happening <laughs> on your bed? Oh, he, he couldn't hear it because he doesn't oh, have headphones, headphones on. Oh, Jesus. There's a reason God, for that. Yeah. I think maybe I, I, might, I might stop uh, stop using right. the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret. putting something nice in it? Well, now you don't. Again, you don't. <laughs> I just hear you. You keep saying the special effects. I just get you. Well, it was That's just him I, making noise. I don't <laughs> want you twice is why I've taken this. That one. makes sense. I understand that. You had, you had a Michael Winslow over there. Was giving you like a, oh, solid a reference. I thought it was great. Mention more names that aren't working for 500 Alex. Michael, he works fine. He's he a legend. the country. The great Michael Winslow. Fine. At a Branson Theater near you? Where's he? Where I, <laughs> boy, Winslow and Carm get hit hard in this yeah. thing. It's just a riff. You understand? I don't. I, we, we are all about the positivity here. Oh, says the, <laughs> says the guy that won't call me personally. <laughs> I fucking emailed you. You're being grateful I did that, you dickhead. Wow. <laughs> now I need the headphones because I don't want this dirty talk. I don't yeah. hear this. It'll sound a lot nicer in the headphones. <laughs> it does sound like those are new headphones, I've just been told. Uh, all right, let me check in with Elliot Hopper. Captain. Uh, Captain Hello. Funk back there. Elliot, uh, did, you a, what, did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Uh, I was a very re- relaxing Thanksgiving. What does that mean? I, I, I got to catch up on some sleep, honestly, which I needed to do. Okay. And so I did a lot. I did a lot of that. Did some. Did some uh, work on some of my games that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean? He's a game maker. He's a created board games. Yep. Oh, yeah. I designed a game called Ilios, which I've uh, just delivered the. Uh, the 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 Lux copies. Ilios or Ciliac? What do you say? Ilios. Uh, <laughs> Ciliac is not going to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ciliac is. You have to uh, dodge the gluten as you get to the, the goal. <laughs> uh, my son loves it. <laughs> That's awesome. A awkward high five to my left. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, wow. Any, you got something thought? Something Party of the <laughs> I've got I've got a game that's uh, based on the theme of the of the tulip market of uh, of of Holland. Wow, way to leverage into the mass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different kinds of people who play a lot of different kinds of games, and I think uh, some of them might like it. So, do you think there's a market market for, the for tulip? tulip players? <laughs> yeah, 
I do. It's fun. It's I've, I've tested it out a couple times already. And you play tested it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're better off with the Celiac game board. <laughs> if you're going to go against that, or... don't dismiss Celiac. <laughs> it, you know what? In in today's in today's board game world, there are all sorts of kinds of niche board games, and there might be something for a, a gluten free uh, board game. I think we speak to that by doing a podcast. How many podcasts are oh, there that gracious, are yeah. very niche? Yeah, right? it's true. Um, a lot. Mm-hmm. There's one actually. Uh, you know, I've been toying for years. I've talked about about doing a, a, a Chicago. The band Chicago is my favorite band of all time. I'm kidding. And I, uh, along with a guy named Peter Pardini, had toyed the idea of doing a weekly podcast, doing an album a week for oh. 40 weeks or whatever. And uh, somebody has beat me to the punch on that, oh. as I've dragged my heels for four years talking about it. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, they're the Richard Karn of uh, podcasting. Why not do one and be better at it? Yeah. <laughs> There's that. I also don't know who gives a shit. Well, that's not what podcasting no, not, is about. Podcasting is about isn't about wondering yeah. who gives a shit. It's about, that's right. it's about doing Again, the thing you Again, you're kind of flipping about. the narrative and making it about you. Isn't it about the other person? No, this would be about me <laughs> scratching <laughs> some itch. Uh, but couldn't hmm. you have the the edge on that? Because with, if you and Peter did it, you guys could have a member of the band come on. Theoretically, talk no. theoretically about theoretically the we could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of so famous maybe, bands, did you see that interview a couple weeks ago with Paul McCartney, sixty Minutes? I did not. And she asked him, hey, how about something about you that nobody knows? And Paul goes, hmm, um, you know, as only Paul could. He goes, that, I'm, that I have insecurities. She goes, wait a minute. Paul McCartney goes, yeah. He goes, I, I, I think it can all go away, which it wouldn't matter as a billionaire, but yeah. he still feels that he needs to be better and still work at it. Hmm. So if that doesn't tell you, we're never completely no kidding. <laughs> satisfied. Right. Paul McCartney, who, who is, won't let it be to, yeah, yeah, to play it out, he still feels that. Who is more successful he, than Paul McCartney at art? Yeah. Right. Or at anything. Right. <laughs> Living or dead? Paul McCartney's very much alive. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, now we've mentioned him. <laughs> no, no, he's too famous. That doesn't uh, that no, doesn't fall into this. I've won an award. Does that count? What? No. You're not. You're really over on the small couch with the small table. <laughs> doesn't he normally chime in when you when you reach out to him? Yes. You're saying he should only speak when spoken to. Well, I just see the sign that's on your wall that says, don't talk to me unless you're asked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to know, uh, has this ever happened to you? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh, this, there is a follow-up to that. Yeah. That's happened that was, to me. <laughs> you think I'd be better as a host to have more to that sentence? <laughs> Ever been pulled over by an officer and thought, I'm going to do some stand-up to see if I can get out of this? I've, been, I've tried to be charming. Like How? Give me an example. Uh, well, I'm not a very good actor. I can't replicate what I've done. I, I try to... Um, uh, be pleasant and uh, oh, so you don't have anything premeditated I don't have a skit prepared no <laughs> I have what for decades I always thought if depending on the infraction I got something ready to go to get out of it <laughs> what are you doing uh, why are you breaking the law so often you got to come up with pre-planned bits no well no it's just having one ready in the hopper in right. case the day comes and if if the infraction is not going to be severe then I'm going to try it. And uh, this has just been ruminating in the back of this little head here for decades. And it happened recently. Okay, what happened? What, what well, it was doing? a driving distracted. So I think that's pretty harmless. That's, well, in theory. Is that harmless? Well, it was in my case. I think it's 159. It might be 212 now. I think they raised it. Phone is in my hand on speaker over the chair. The chair. The uh, <laughs> What is it, Beverly Hillbillies in a truck? <laughs> it's actually a, a seat that came with the car. Right? It's on the passenger side, and I'm speaking like this. And I'm, I'm talking, but you can see the phone. And as I'm coming to a stop, two motorcycle cops had passed me, and I didn't think much about it. But I'm clearly, and now they have turned around, and at this red light, they've lit me up. 
and the lights are now flashing behind me. I'm thinking, well, okay, this will be the moment, because at worst it's 159 and a great story to tell. The light is red. It's in a residential area of Long Beach. Here's what I do with the lights flashing and the red light. I put my arm out the window, and I do this. Wave them by. Well, yeah, because I don't want to stop there at an intersection. If you get across this busy street, there's another residential street, which would be safer, and that's where you can take me down. So I do this, but it probably looks like this idiot now says, no, there's no trouble here. (laughs) (laughs) So now I go across the intersection after waving the cops past. My hands are on the wheel because I know that much. I've seen live PD. You want to be there. And the one guy comes up. And he says, driver's license registration. I say, yeah. I said, you know, I waved you through. He goes, yeah, I know. He said, driver's license registration. So I, I said, well, my registration's in the glove box. I'm going to reach for it. And he's going, okay. Now I'm also, like, I'm making too much of a story over something so innocent. So I grabbed it. And I said, my wallet's in the console. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach for that now. And he's kind of like, let's go already. So now I have it. Give me a piece of paper. I have my driver's license and registration in my hand. One. And you're the officer standing next to the window. And I go to hand it to him when I do this. Let me ask you something. <laughs> I honestly do this. I said, if I can make you laugh, will you let me out of this ticket? You ask him. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, arguably, I do stand up for a living. I tell jokes. I was driving distracted. I was using my phone. I get it. But here's my offer. <laughs> I really say that. I said, if I can make you laugh, will you let me out of this ticket? He goes, hold on. And he waves the other guy. Oh, no. This is like Ponch and John. It's yeah. the high leather boots. Right. It, they're, mm-hmm. they're motor cops. Yeah. And now you're playing Make Me Laugh with a little, two cops. That's right. Mm-hmm. And the, again, lights are flashing. Right. There's a scene, but no one knows what's going down. I'm just trying to get my little act out. Yeah. <laughs> the one cop that came up to the window for assist to the guy he had waved over, he said, uh, our perp here. Now, perp. <laughs> so now I think he's going to play along. He says, if he can get us to laugh, we let him out of the ticket. And without missing a beat, the guy that's the size of Easter Island goes, have him go for it. <laughs> and I said, so we have a deal. And he goes, yeah. I said, I make you laugh, and you let me out of this. He goes, you make both of us laugh, and you're out of this. Jesus. And I went, okay, here's the deal. And now I'm looking at the cop. I'm going, I have an impression, and I have a joke. What would you like first? <laughs> now I'm in my act. I'm in showboat. Yeah. And he goes, okay, give me the impression. We all do um, Christopher Walken, right? And it's an easy one to do from the seat. I say, I'm going to do walking, but I want you to give me the occupation, and I'm going to ad-lib it right now. And he goes, okay, make him uh, an accountant. And before I could spit out walking as an accountant, the other one jumps in and goes, make him a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> so from the chair, I'm going, your mouth is not good, it's bad. You know, you might have gingivitis, you know, and your pockets, they're deep. Maybe threes, maybe fours, it's not good. He's starting to do the Sammy Davis walk and laugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing from the other guy. Not a thing. Um, and he goes, well, I think you're good, but my partner. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, well, I have a joke. And he goes, all right, good luck with that. So I tell my go-to joke. And at the end, you're free to go. Really? Wow. True story. And you don't want to tell the joke? Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's an old. It's just a joke. Guy goes down to apply for his social security benefits. Woman says, I need to see your ID. He forgot his wallet. He goes, oh, gosh, I forgot my wallet. She goes, well, I got to know you're at least 62 plus. He goes, oh, I'm 68. She goes, well, if you haven't got a wallet, how do I know? And he goes, oh, God, I drove all the way from Long Beach. Can you help me out? And he goes, I, I got nothing. She goes, unbutton your shirt. So the guy unbuttons his shirt, and she sees this gray hair. And she goes, oh, I see the gray hair. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to give you your benefits. He goes, great. Goes home to his wife and says, oh, what a day. I went down to apply for our benefits. I forgot my wallet. Gal was nice enough. She saw the gray hair. 
gave us her benefits. Wife goes, well, why don't you just drop your pants? We could have got disability. Hey! Oh. That's an old cruise ship joke. <laughs> Free to go. If you want to take those two and get out of a ticket... <laughs> I can't do a good walking. I can't, I wish What's she I do impressions. No, I don't do impressions. No. I heard your little rant. Five glasses. You're doing something. What's the bit you do? Where you put? I heard a Sammy Davis. You do. Uh, well, you've got the battle bands. Is that what you're talking about? He's got Bob battle band glasses. But I that's don't just do it. A there was a bit in one of your podcasts where you were talking about the impressions. How you're going to open your show and you're going to do these different voices. I may have been being sarcastic. Oh. I don't. Uh, no, I don't do. No. Yeah, you even did a little. You did a little Sammy. You kind of went into it. You don't remember this podcast? I don't at all. I'll find it you for do, you. You do. You do. Every you do voices, but then you claim that you can only do it. Then once. you said something about putting glasses on. It's I don't an episode. Know what that is? Well, you've got a laptop. Look it up. I found it this morning. <laughs> what Prepping. episode? Who was the guest? I don't know. I didn't really watch. <laughs> but it's on there somewhere. Huh? It must be an old one. We don't. By the way, Michael, we don't remember anything that happens as soon as this ends. Oh, okay. We have well. Let <laughs> <laughs> me know how I feel. Although this week we're going to remember every right, goddamn week. word. You want to talk about impressions? I was doing warm up on <laughs> Davis. <laughs> wow, is it still in my eye? Oh, oh. I was doing warm up on Davis Rules, which was a sitcom with what? Jonathan Winters and Bonnie Hunt, yeah. and the kid was Giovanni Ribisi in oh, the show. Goodness. How about that, 1991? So I'm doing warm-up. We'll explain what warm-up is for those that don't they in a minute. But I'm the guy in the audience on the rail, and we're about this high up, and then Jonathan Winters. I, I, this is our guy, right? Just want to say hi to him, let alone work with him. So on a break between scenes, he comes up, he doesn't stop, he goes by the rail and says to me, in a hushed voice, say to me, Bing, how's your golf swing? And then just keeps walking away. And I go, Bing, Bing Crosby, how's your golf swing? John turns around and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And we start going back. I'm doing yeah, yeah, hope. Yeah. He's doing, hey, how about that? How about that uh, Betty White? She may, be, uh, she may be a golden girl, but she's platinum to me. Now we're going back and forth. It's yeah, like yeah. taking a pitch from Kershaw. At the end of the show, he comes up and says, hey, that was a lot of fun. Mr. Winners, right? He goes, let's do that some more. So for 26 weeks. No. Wow. I'm working with. The, the best the legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would be, he'd so loved entertaining and he'd love that live audience, which the show was not nearly as funny as his ad libs were. Right. So they'd stop camera and then he'd be looking and I'd catch him in the corner and I'd just yell, excuse me, are you not the guy who invented lettuce? Yes, I am. <laughs> and he does 10 minutes on lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> week after week after week. Now you took, I had the pleasure of sitting in a Mike and Maddie taping when I first kidding? moved here. And 94, I, 95, 96. Uh, this was 95 when I yeah. first moved here. I got eight bucks an hour to sit there. No, did and, we pay uh, you? Yeah. Oh, that was before we were uh, a thing. Because normally we had people that oh. would write for tickets and they'd come in. We didn't pay anybody. I uh, This was early on. I was early on. And uh, well, again, 95. And um, <laughs> uh, Ron Pearson was the warm up. Ron's a great guy. And you, same, you, you may have learned from Jonathan Winters because you were, uh, you liked playing along with Ron. You guys had oh, a nice sure. chemistry back and forth. Well, that, was, that brought the audience in on it too. Yeah. The challenge with doing a network morning show is they kind of handcuffed you a little bit and you got to remember, get your information out. You don't want to waste their time. But I also felt, well, this audience is just as important as anybody else. In fact, I wanted Jonathan Winters on our morning talk show, and they said, no, this is not what women want in the morning. I said, they don't want to laugh. They want to be entertained? Right? Yeah. Exactly. And they eventually did, and he brought his box of hats, and we did the whole bit, and they went, oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah, it's Jonathan Winters. Yeah, I also know what I'm doing, and uh, wouldn't recommend somebody to You know, it was clunk. tough, though, hosting with someone else. That was a different dynamic, and that was not an easy thing to learn. Now, did you, a question for you on that. So this woman, Maddie, who was, I think, was she famous in Mexico? Is that where? 
she was she was a presenter on a show called Sabado Egante. Okay, so, I was so right. she really wasn't a host. She was this beautiful woman that was just assisting and not really getting to use her talents. Okay, and so when I the Mike and Maddie incarnation that the way this show came to be was I was one of the many guys they were going to pair up with someone for a late night show they were developing. The woman's name was Andy Matheny. If she's still around, God bless her. Disney had a deal, like a one-year holding deal. Let's make something happen for you. So now they're looking for a host to pair her up with. And it's it's just us who want to be hosts sitting in this room. And it was every host you can think of sitting out there. Somebody asked what that was like. I said it was great. Every two minutes we'd take ourselves to commercial. It was you know Everybody had a short little wonderful thing to say. It right. was this glib talk in the waiting room. I come in. I sit down at this gal. And I get her laughing so hard. She's doubling over. And I just steamroll the interview. As I'm driving home, my agent says, I'm not sure what happened in there, but they're letting her go, and they now want to develop a show with you. Ooh, I thought, well, this is, there's going to be a red dot on my head <laughs> yeah, yeah, sleeping yeah. at night. And now the goal was, let's find somebody to co-host. And it was every actress, every so newscaster. Ah. And you would sit down, and the way you were trying to find your co-host was this. Mm-hmm. It's just that. How you doing? Maddie comes in and tells this great story of flying herself in for the audition from Miami to L.A. and falling asleep and drooling and worried what that was like. And since she's Spanish, she was born in Cuba, I said, in Spanish? And she says, El Drool. And it became funny, and there was this great interview, and they thought the chemistry was great. And an hour later, they said, you guys are going to do a show together. I said, okay. Three months later, we shot a pilot at KHJ on Sunset, mm-hmm. $40,000 little run-through that they took out and it tested as well as Oprah's show when she tested back in Chicago back in the day. And they said, ABC wants to put you on the air now. <laughs> what? Wow. And I didn't know Maddie. And we literally got to know each other over the course of 600 episodes. Interesting. And and the idea of give and take and let's not interrupt. So this poor guest, Ben Vereen's going, I thought I was the guest. You know, <laughs> Maddie and I are t- So there is a give and take to any host, co-host situation, which we we certainly got better at. In fairness, Vereen doesn't shut up. <laughs> Is he dead? Well, and I think so. Maddie would be the first to tell you this. Maddie was so locked in on the guest, and she wanted to know everything about this person. And I was trying to be a clown, steer the ship, and get <laughs> us to commercial because in some markets we only aired as a half hour, so we had what they call a hard out. So regardless, you're going to get cut off in the middle. And I would say, Maddie, you just asked uh, Richard Karn. <laughs> Uh, how'd you get started? And we're 13 seconds to a hard out. And she goes, well, just next time, because we're on this little sofa, she goes, just pull the back of my head a little bit, like the hair. <laughs> you started to see this about every episode. right? God bless her, because you, you couldn't get anybody more authentic than Maddie. Are you still friends with her to this day? Yeah. How often do you talk to Maddie? Um... Let's see, 98 was the last time? Oh. <laughs> no, it's Christmas cards and how you doing? That's She's nice. a very successful real estate broker now in Beverly Hills. Same with Robert Morton. Uh, Morty is a real estate broker in Beverly from Hills. From the Letterman? From the Letterman day. But, wow. but we talked about it last week, right? Mm-hmm. Morty, uh, I, get, I get his emails, which uh, I think he does it to mock me, <laughs> because they're $12 million houses. Oh. So if he sells one, I know. he's set. All he has to do is sell one fucking mansion. Well, let's not get angry over that. He's, he made a choice to do something with his life, and you're in Studio City in a room that's painted blue. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not Ross Schaefer. I don't need this uh, up with people. You know who I say. <laughs> that's not nice to say. You're going to get a little something in your stomach, and you're going to feel bad about yeah. what you just said. Uh, I see uh, Christina Ferrari a lot. That's the I did a show with her. That was at home and family? family yeah. yeah. She's another, you know, here's this gal who came up. 
you know, was one of the 200 magazine covers, one of the top models in the world. And now she's hosting this little morning show. And Chuck Woolery was the host. And I stepped in after Chuck stepped down. So I got to kind of come in under his coattails. Did Chuck step down or was it decided that he should move on? Ask Richard Carn. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, again, go to go to Chuck's Twitter, uh, Michael. I, I was know. doing uh, Family Challenge. That was the game show that Ray Combs was hosting, remember? Yes. And then Ray passed away. Yes. And they said, would you do it? And I said, sure, I'll, I'll let some time pass and then take it. And I got in doing that, and that was at Universal. So they saw me doing that and said, would you come in and do a guest spot on Home and Family? And I did one guest spot and sat there with Christina, and it was instant yeah. chemistry. And then Chuck wanted to go do other things, and that was a perfect segue. So I took over. Did that for two years. What did Chuck go and do? I don't know. I, I think he did well. I remember seeing him at NAPTI, you know, the TV commercial or the TV convention. Right. And he had just gotten Scrabble. And I said, oh, are you looking forward? He goes, thank hey, I wanted to buy a plane. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So I think they're fine. He's doing the and he's doing the blue emu, rub it on your shoulder, do a setup, yeah. you're fine. Uh, what else? The Australian yeah. cream? Oh, there was right. that, for a while, there was that real estate infomercial that he did. That That's right. There. Yeah, but, but you have Sirius XM now. Don't you hear the commercials? Although they haven't been playing them lately. I don't listen to those I think uh, but they might have. Uh, I love Sirius. Do you, do you listen to? Every second I'm in the car. Do you have Dr. Radio? I don't. Have, I'm sure I have it, but I haven't listened it's to it. It's great. Because it, every hour or two, it's a different discipline. So it could be hmm. gastro. It could be, you know, your facelift. It could be sports. And you, you, you're stuck in the car going, I think I have that. Or, <laughs> right. you know, somebody calls and there are doctors. They do it live from NYU, the Langone Medical Center. And each hour is a different specialty. And what channel is it? 80 maybe on Sirius. Might be 80. Yeah, Dr. Radio. It's, it's really, I've got no share in this, but I'm, I love it. All right. I've had a little um, vertigo, so I was listening the other day and uh, was waiting in the car for the solution. Yeah. I should and, probably go see a, a real doctor. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Rather than getting it on the, the air. DJ's the right way to go. But they are doctors, to be fair. Um, you ever had vertigo? No. Walk me through with vertigo. Oh, it's, I know, it's uh, like getting dizzy without the benefit of alcohol. <laughs> You just go straight to the hangover. You you get this sort of loss of balance. And it comes and goes, they say. Hmm. And so you there, can get that any time? Well, you can. There are, for those, again, I'm not a doctor, but if you have it, you can look it up. It's called the Epley Maneuver. And that will take the little crystals that are in your ear. There's, think of the uh, BB game you got in the Cracker Jacks where you try to move that BB around and get it in a little hole. Yeah. Well, a simplified version of that, you have these little crystals that are in your ear, in your canal. And they're supposed to be in those little holes and they can get out and that'll throw off your equilibrium. So what you do is you get out of your bed in a 45 degree position at a 45 degree angle and knock your head back and turn it and that'll move those around and put them right back in the spot. Whoa. They say. Huh. Does, it doesn't work every time? It, not every time, no. Because they could be floating in a spot that they won't go back to the little homes and then you can do some therapy to get back on track. Interesting. But it is, it's an odd sensation where you don't, you know, you, I got out of bed one morning and it was just as if somebody pushed me. It was that strong a pull. Really? Uh -huh. Do you get it when you're driving ever? We'll see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I leave four hours early. Yeah, give yourself some time. I was in Bakersfield for a while, and then I turn around and oh, I said, boy, oh, you went way out of your way. But I'm fine. But for anybody who gets it, don't give up hope. There is, there is help uh, for vertigo. All right. Well, Michael Berger has been here uh, taking time away from his uh, um, otherwise busy schedule. Otherwise, very, very busy. I, I know you're always Are doing we wrapping something. up? Because I have more to tell. Yeah, but we'll have you back another time. <sighs> <laughs> I had a closer. Don't have to. <laughs> but use it next time. Mm. Yeah, we're wrapping. Well, you're assuming there is a next time. Well, 
I, you're not assuming. No. <laughs> you know there won't be. Oh, I damn well know. I don't, so much so that I'm cutting I just this don't one like loose. Closing with vertigo. That seems depressing. It was not depressing, but it's <laughs> okay. real. That's true. It's real. It's nice. I like this place. I really do. No, you're welcome. You got to come by. I know you're not supposed to come by, but you can come by. <laughs> no, <we don't. laughs> you're not, uh, there's a card reader thing at the door that's supposed to, and you can push through. You can get through. Do a little Rockford and slip oh, in. Oh, do a little Jimmy Rock? Please, a little Jimmy Rock. <laughs> Good. Like that. Uh, Came think, right in. I think that's my next one, by the way. I think I, I'm going to go Rockford Files as my Why next. Why won't you watch Magnum P.I.? Like I know. I, I, there's something about I can't get into it. Wait a minute. You've not seen Rockford Files? I, I, I'm, re, I'm revisiting. Oh, okay. The, 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 uh, I just did Mannix. Oh, I thought that. Mannix. I did Kojak. Vanex is uh, driving a car that's worth $3 million in that, you know, it's a, it's a Barracuda Hemi convertible, very rare car. And he was driving that as a, you know, that was his show car. Right. <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, let's see, Sneaky Pete on Amazon Prime and Goliath. Both of those are great episodes if you're looking for something to watch. Mm. Goliath is the... Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Thorn. Yeah. yeah. I've heard good things about it. like season things. one. I didn't uh, start season two yet. Oh, you'll like it. Okay. Yeah. And Sneaky Pete is that? Uh, that's the young that's kid. G- that's Giovanni Rubisi. Yeah, yeah, making, now Rubisi. we're coming full circle. Yeah, now. a little we better. Are. We've got a. Is that why you watched it? You figure you got to support the old. No, I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised you saw. I, I said, "Wait a minute! I know that because he was a, he was nine years old or ten at the time." Yeah. And in a sitcom, you're heavily scripted, but with Jonathan, they'd have a line that says, "Jonathan in the kitchen crosses to living room dot dot dot." They'd let him kind of play, <laughs> oh, cool. and so you get Giovanni just looking at him, and it was his next line, and you'd hear. Uh, Giovanni, that's your line. You go, what? Because he was so He's locked watching in. watching it. <laughs> Johnny, yeah. In fairness, he probably didn't know when Johnny was going to finish either. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, Johnny, you know, who, apparently. you know who took him back to point was Bonnie Hunt. I've never seen anybody more brilliant on her feet. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and taking an ad lib and putting it right back into the structure. What's she, she doing these lot? days, Bonnie Hunt? I She's in this show. new movie, uh, the HBO, is it? Or the Showtime, Danamore, about the prison break of those yeah. two guys. Oh, I think it's called, that. She plays the... DA or oh, okay. That. Yeah, she's a, I think it's a series, right? It is a series. Yeah. I think it was six. It's Let me tell you Patricia what a great um, woman Bonnie Hunt is. When I was doing warm up on Davis Rules, I got my little game show Personals, which was that late night dating show, which was fun. Yeah, and she came down and watched it. Did she you sat really? in the audience. Uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a nobody. Here's another great story. I was, it was a rapping Jimmy Lee Curtis, right? Yeah. I'm doing warm up on a sitcom called Anything But Love. That Richard, Richard Lewis. Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. Richard, the comic, you would think would be out working the crowd. He was in the back, so afraid he was gonna yeah not memorize his lines properly. She was out playing with the crowd. The end of one show, she goes, hey, Michael. She goes, what do you want to do, you know, beyond this? I said, well, I, I want to talk show. And she goes, I want to be your guest. Cut to five years later. I'm hosting Mike and Maddie. She's promoting the movie True Lies, right? Our people reach out. Our people, ABC reaches out and says, um, you know, Michael is hosting. Would you do an interview? She goes, not only will I do an interview. She's doing that press junket thing at the Peninsula with Sam Rubin and everybody else yeah, in yeah. five minutes. Give Michael his own room for an hour. I said, what? So I walk into the peninsula. She leaves that. We go up to a separate room. And she goes, I told you I'd do this for you. That's nice. Another great. See, wow. this is what you need to do more of. Say nice things about nice people. <laughs> when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> not going to top that. You can't do it to your face. That's not nice. All right. Michael, we play a game called Sevens. Uh, it I is thought a, we were yeah, wrapping up. Yeah, but that's how we wrap it. But there was, you didn't say anything about a game closer. <laughs> <laughs> game culture? You know, closer. Oh, I think so. right. oh, there's another song. If you want those headphones. It's a long one. You have plenty of time to get the headphones with this. <laughs> oh, this is your uh, theme for your... Yeah. For the game. Okay. Oh, I've heard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. Like the Cars for Kids theme. Who needs that? That's not fair. That's where Mike Henry... Now, listen. Uh, this is like Pyramid. Are the glasses a choice, or did you just find those? Yeah, these are my ballot bands. 
Um, no reaction. Wow. At all. Doesn't care at all. Not at all. Spot well defender off a dodge with those. I'm not listening to a single word you say. Here's what we're doing. Well, it's a little Ben Franklin thing. I'm going to beg of you <laughs> to stop talking. But the distance between your eye and the glasses seems the reading large. Gla- the reading glasses. It's something that fits your bridge. <laughs> if that's the most uncomfortable sense of a room. I don't like Got to fit the bridge, Jimmy. Hey, but by the way. It, 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 as Dennis Miller said. Don't you hey, wish I would have said that? As yes. Dennis Miller said. Hey, Lucy. It's called lipstick, not face stick. <laughs> Same thing. Glasses go up here. Then he went crazy. Um, all right. Now. Uh, this is like you pyramid. Can't afford an iPad, something bigger. This nice. Is... You may want to have that checked. Wow. <laughs> Sorry about that. Strep a cockeye flying over the monitor to me. He's doing more foley work over there. Uh, it's pyramid. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be describing things. You have to guess what they are. Here's your categories. You have seven seconds to get each one. Here's your categories: movies, TV, celebrities, music. Those are things in the media. Sports. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> oh, we had to start. These it? are your category That's choices. Pretty funny though. <laughs> it actually was. Seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. Those decades. Those decades in music. Seventies music, eighties music, nineties music, two thousand music. Boy. Uh, you got stand-ups, superheroes, movies, action, movies, comedy, movies, rom-com, movies, award winners. If you're not going to do this slowly so people can hear it, why even bother to do it? Because you were just mumbling there. Mm-hmm. So do I pick some of those? Pick any one. of those? One of those. Pick one of those. Okay. Movies, rom-com, movies, uh, comedy, movies, award winner, movies, action, stand-ups, S- superheroes. Music. 70s music, 80s music, 90s music, 2000 music. One more time. The 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. Let's go 2000s. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh. It's the first time in a category? Just the decade. Just different. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that is different. Uh, uh, there we I go. We may have done it once. And what are we doing? 2000 and then you're going to name the category? No, the, uh, the category is the 2000s. Okay. And I'm going to be describing things from the 2000s. Ooh, this is a bad idea. Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> 18 we were, years ago. We were all surprised that you picked it. This seems to be the most difficult of all choices. I think it would yeah, be you, very difficult. Yeah, you have 18 years to choose from. The other decades, you have 10. Well, I, I didn't think this through. No, at all. I mean, I was <laughs> planning on leaving until you brought out your little phone and said, we're playing more games. Well, here we go. You ready? Wow. Get ready. Okay. Well, what position do I have to be in for this? Just to listen. He's mentally ready. Okay, here it comes. Oh. oh, do I need my headphones? No. No. Here it comes. Um, uh, the TV show Tom Bergeron hosts um, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos Dancing with the Stars yes uh, boy oh boy it's a uh, it's a thing that you do that you do this and then you lose pounds shake weight yes uh, where they uh, filmed uh, Tina Fey's uh, sitcom Tina Fey's sitcom uh, oh 30 Rock yes New York uh, if you are in a, uh, a part of a uh, Wings Paul McCartney Wings Wings would be considered the what damn it next one uh, I forget who was in this movie uh, one of the Gyllenhaals I think was in that Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal Jake, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal was in this uh, uh, Night n- Shift n- Night, Night, Night Next, Night one, next one, uh, 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 Neil Patrick Harris's uh, TV show, uh, Suit Up, that uh, the one he was most recently. Next one. Uh, she's a fashion model, uh, married an old man. She's now dead. Oh, yeah. Pamela or somebody with a nope. blonde, nope. The, the oil baron. <laughs> okay. So we got six points. Oh. Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith. I'm going to blame myself. Well, yeah, for most of them. Uh, for but let's most go of back them. because uh, what was the other thing you were trying well, to say? Well, you got Dance with the Stars. You got Shake Weight. Yes. Which was amazing that you well, got Shake Weight. Right. Yeah, yeah, remember the, yeah, the gesture was perfect. Yeah. Uh, Thirty Rock we got. My clues stunk. Do a little Dick Clark here now. Get me close to the what you were trying to get me to guess, okay. but but enunciate so I know where you're going with this. Um, because you weren't happy with your own description. This is uh, also a video game. It's also a video game where you could play uh, uh, instruments. Oh, on your tele- yeah, oh. guitar hero. Uh, the other one, the the grander. You can play drums, uh, oh. guitar, uh, bass. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't. I, I've never played a video game in my life. What? What? Yeah, I'm not. A, I don't have a PlayStation. <laughs> I don't know from that. I prefer. 
I prefer the real world. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, rock band. Um, oh, right. And then uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was in this. Who else was in this movie? It's a Nightcrawler. indie movie. Nightcrawler. Remember That's he a, played the, uh, yeah. the stringer that would go out and yeah, get his news stories? Movie. That was a good guess. But, but he's in another movie? This is this one was early in his career. It's, it's an indie movie. Is this uh, The Good Girl or something? Was no. Patrick Swayze in this? I don't that think That wasn't so. the movie about the birth of Pfizer's uh, pill. Remember he just... With, oh, uh, no. No, what was that called? Love and other drugs. Love and love and other drugs. Other drugs. Uh, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Oh, I would have never oh, gotten wow. that. So I don't feel bad about that. Nah, the next one, the Neil Patrick Harris sitcom. That was, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And then that you didn't get out clearly. No, I did not. I agree with that. Uh, there's only seven seconds to get it. Well, then uh, maybe you should rethink this and make it ten. <laughs> I mean, this is your show. This was not sprung on you as it was me. Uh, That's what we, so, we knew this category was going to be hard. We didn't know that in advance. Well, Going to be in. fair, when, in these other categories, have people got all seven? Well, we've gotten, uh, the, I think the highest points is about 36. Is that you, the highest? You get more points for getting it oh, faster. I see. 33 so. is the highest. Well, then you would, should look back at this tape. I don't know if you ever do a postmortem, but I would suggest you do. <laughs> and see if there's something structurally wrong with the game you're playing. The game's, uh, game's solid. Game is solid. <laughs> yeah, over a course of uh, an appropriate amount of time. Game, very solid. Players, <laughs> not so much. Well, yeah. you know who used to do that game who was great at it. Richard Karn was great. <laughs> was Karn good at this one? This was the one Karn was good Nailed at? Nailed it. Yeah. Everybody got his clues. Every day Richard Karn's at home going, they're rebooting every show. Home Improvement's got to come back. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It right. does, that Although, seems but, like, but Tim Allen's got that other show. Right. So we just need it. Maybe when yeah. that one got canceled the, before it brought back, he was like, here we go. Karn, Karn's like the phone ring. Yeah, Timmy! <laughs> But he's at Osh now selling a rake. It's fine. I have bad news. He didn't choose wisely. <laughs> uh, absolutely necessary. Uh, Rush Giver, Michael Berger. Uh, coloring your way to success. Michael Berger can get these both of these books at michaelberger.com. You can also look at that reel that I told you about uh, that uh, made me laugh out loud uh, as I was watching Jim, it. Jim, so. I've had a lot of fun in this business. Yes? Today wasn't one of those days. Hey. Hey. I really, I know this has been percolating for a while and I, I really appreciate you asking of course a, I, when I ran into you I, we did one of those John Ritchie uh, oh, does yeah. those game shows in a house yeah, well yeah. it was more than that this was Mandel's uh, Mandel uh, was a contestant on Match Game that when Michael hosted oh wow and it, it was, was our the, first weekend of taping and this first show with Mandel who I didn't know this is a kid out of Harvard I think he was a Harvard graduate right I don't know and just happened to be a game show guy nobody knows this kid and he, he wins and he's quirky and funny cut to match game getting canceled he gets a job for Fremantle he gets a gig out of this <laughs> yeah. thing I'm the host and I go away <laughs> he's got a 10 year development deal right. with the company that let me go yeah doesn't seem fair uh, at all but what John Ritchie did a mutual friend of ours is he does these game nights or game days and he said hey would you come host match game like the real deal and he's got the graphics and the yeah. screens and we recreated match game in a living room in the valley it was like 110 out yes it was great fun it was really fun Teresa Genzel had popped Teresa in Genzel. we had celebs the woman from Eileen uh, Graff. Mr. Belvedere yeah. yeah it was fun and the last time I saw her was doing warm up on Mr. Belvedere isn't Again. that weird isn't that funny how yes. full circle who in this room was a contestant on match game when you hosted who in this room? In this room. Was somebody, a contestant? Somebody in this that's, room was that, a contestant. Not a that's contestant. That's not at all accurate. Oh, wait, that's not true? No. Well, it would be you since you're the one denying Jeez. it. Yeah. I, you're the first match game host I ever saw, and I watched it every single day. Huh. You, I did, was a you con misrepresented the, the I was a contestant situation. on Jimmy's match game. That's right. right. And the live one. Oh, the live one you did. Yeah, yeah, so you're responsible for making me fall in love with match game. Oh, yeah. well, it wasn't me. That's and I've gone back and watched game. it. It's fantastic. You know, back in the day when we were doing the research, when they shot those, they shot five a day. They shot them in one day as we did. But back in the day, yeah, 
they were tipping the sauce. So if you watch this on Game Show Network and they air a week as it aired back then, you start watching and knowing everything you see happened in one day. Mm -hmm. By Wednesday, they got Charles Nelson Raleigh strapped to the chair. <laughs> <laughs> and Friday, it just lights out. What, and you guys wouldn't get the... the we didn't do that. Vicky wouldn't do it. Ah, mother oh. effort. Oh. God damn it to hell. Uh, that's our I show, guys. A table. <laughs> meniscus, part of your one, meniscus. Oh, that is my... I actually had the surgery on this knee. I had it twice. I had my knees done, too. Just for aesthetics, because I want to stay in shape. I know. Auditions. <laughs> they do look great. I Even through the jeans, I can do. I'm not saying I had my, what's the old joke about having too much plastic surgery? Saw a gal at the Beverly Center. She smiled. Her leg went up. That's I don't know that <laughs> joke. I don't do cruise ships. Uh, I haven't done ships in 15 years, 18 Michael, years. Michael, don't be defensive. Now, listen. Uh, Michael Berger's been our guest. Michael, thank you for being here. Huh? We're done? Yeah, we're done. I'll be having the Pop Culture Beats. That's Garrett Cockrell over there behind the Mission Control. That's Captain. I can't say. Leader. Mention his name in case people care. You just mumble through this. They listen every week. But they may want, maybe they they've all, never heard his real they name. They all know what it is. <laughs> they go, and they never, remember how you said this? 13 years, they oh, don't know this guy's boy, name. Boy, I got to find room. Uh, Maddie and I couldn't find equal footing. Remember that? You're part of that. Shut it. Wow. Again, defensive. I'll be having the pop culture reason for those. That's Garen Cockrell. We have Mission Control. That's the captain, Elliot Hofer, the Hunter Matt Bell, and that for friend Michael Berger. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Don't say from me. I'll do it on my own. <laughs> AK-47, gone, not forgot. For me, but bye-bye. <laughs>If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.